You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Recorded live. Love that guy. Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming. It's September the 27th, 2014, 2015. Pardon me. And uh, I just wanted to chat a little bit t- tonight about blood transfusions because we're talking about God's laws or man's. And, uh, but, you know, um, I got talking with some friends this week and we got a lot of conversation going on about vaccines, too. So I thought, ah, you know, that'll kind of blend right in here, you know, when it comes to, you know, taking care of our body and, you know, what we put in it. And, uh, you know, um, that, that, that'll blend right in here, too. So I wanted, just wanted to um, uh, go through some scriptures, a few scriptures of what God says, you know, what we should be doing with the blood that's in our body or the blood that's in, uh, you know, the animals and things like that. And, you know, most, most know and believe that, you know, we should be, you know, draining the food, you know, the, the animals, draining the blood out of the animals. You know, it seems to be common sense and something that's went on, you know, uh, forever because that was uh, the direction that we were getting from God's book, you know, in the beginning. So uh, it's people still know that, you know, but um, some don't, you know, abide by it, don't go by it. And uh, we'll just talk a little bit about the, the harm uh, that can be caused. Some weird noise. Um, uh, Janine just put something up here on chat. I'm going to try to watch chat too, and and uh, try to do my. But I won't be able to watch it all the time if I'm going to be reading from my notes. But Janine's put up here. Pope will be in America now. Wonder how many children will be killed tonight. Yeah, I'd like to know what she means by that. Well, I'm not going to get into that right now because, hey, you know, it's, it's what's happening is is uh, you know I try we try and get in try and I, I try to stay on on subject, and you know it's so easy to get distracted, you know, and that's that's uh, that's discouraging, you know, because I spend all week trying to trying to you know get my material together and then it just goes right out the window eh? so um i don't know what's going on on television i don't watch television but we can talk about that later if, if you know if if we get some time okay but i wanted to talk a little bit for other people that come especially you know to these shows and they you know expect to hear you know a certain conversation about okay we're doing blood transfusions and and vaccines so uh you know and then I don't want to get into things that have absolutely nothing to do with that right now. Um, I hope everyone understands what I, where I'm coming from here. Um, anyway, um, about the uh, the blood issue, the blood issue and vaccines are um, a real serious issue nowadays. You know, because um, 
vaccines as well as blood transfusions are are given out all the time anymore you know just just like candy you know it's it's becoming uh rampant um and and men and women need to be aware you know of the damage that that is causing um you know men and women be because uh, you know they're, they're they're coming familiar they're they're becoming familiar with the, the vaccines and the problems with vaccines but a lot of men and women still still think it's safer to take a blood transfusion than an alternative. So I want to talk about some alternatives also. And first of all, basically what, uh, you know, I believe our creator has, has warned us against blood and why, you know. And so since I like to use the scriptures, what I want to do is just pull up some scriptures and um, see what the Bible says about it, okay? And, and never mind my opinion for the moment. So um, let's maybe start with, uh, we're going to type it up. And uh, Sam, since you can't see what's being typed up here, I'll just tell you where it is. Maybe you know anyway. In Acts, in Acts 15, verses 28... And 29. I'm a little slow because I'll just type them up and put them in there. And then what I do is I also read it, okay? I've got three different types of Bibles. If anybody, you know, has a particular one they want to, you know, if they want to compare, we're more than welcome to do that. And uh, it's just to get the gist of the scripture, and we're talking about the blood issue. So let me find that one here. Acts 15, 28 and 29 says, For the Holy Spirit and we ourselves have favored, adding no further burden to you except these necessary things. Now, this is Paul talking. He says, We don't want to burden you. He just wants, you know, they don't want to add any further burden to us except these necessary things and in verse 29 it says to keep abstaining from things sacrificed to idols and from blood and from things strangled and from fornication if you carefully keep yourselves from these things you will prosper good health to you so in here it mentions keep your, to abstain from blood and from things strangled. So we'll see a little further here. Things strangled is like, you know, um, something dead on the road. You know, remember Granny and the littlest hillbilly, or the the hillbillies there, eh? You know, she'd have possum suit, anything dead on the road, she'd, they'd be dragging home for and she'd be mixing it up into a soup or a stew. But anything that's been dead... And you haven't been able to drain the blood right away, you know. Um, that's basically a, an animal that's been strangled or or killed on the road or something. If you just see something lying there and you don't know how long it's been dead, the the blood's absorbed into the meat, and that's not good. The blood's supposed to be drained out into the ground before we eat it. Um, okay, that's just one scripture where it mentions the blood. Okay, um, and things strangled. Um, let me see here. Um, 
Okay. There's, here's another scripture talking about uh, we can eat animal flesh, but not the blood. And you know how nowadays, well, I'm just going to, as I'm talking, I'm going to uh, put up here Genesis 9, 3, and 4. Uh, Jeannie, are you on, sweetheart? Jeannie Marie. Sam, my daughter's on, Jeannie. Jeannie hey. Marie. Hi, Jeannie. Number one girl. Hey. Jeannie, do you want to type the scriptures in for Mom? Would you do that for me? Or have you left the board? Maybe not. Okay, well, I'm, she hasn't answered me yet. Oh, she says yes. She did answer me. Thanks, sweetheart. Would you put in Genesis 9, 3, and 4 for me? And I'll just keep gabbing. Like I said, I'm going to try to keep moving along and just get the points across. And then um, we can let Sam talk a little bit about the vaccines because I know he has some super knowledge in this vaccine issue. So I'm going to look that up and I'm going to read it. Genesis 9, 3, and 4. Uh, this was in the beginning, okay, when God created uh, the earth and, and the animals and um, Adam and Eve. And he says, every moving animal that is alive may serve as food for you. As in the case of green vegetation, I do give it all to you. Only flesh with its soul, its blood, you must not eat. Number five says, and besides that, your blood of your souls I shall ask back. I'm just reading down a little further to see if there's anything more talking about the blood here that I really wanted to bring out. Um, From the hands of every living creature shall I ask it back. And from the hand of a man, from the hand of each one who is his brother, shall I ask the soul of man back. So this is talking about the, in back in verse 4, it says only flesh with its soul, um, and there's a little line here, it's blood with a little line, you must not eat. So the blood is considered very sacred to God. It says with its soul, so your soul is within your blood, and he asks that back. That is to come back to him. If some an animal dies or a man or woman dies, that blood, or if any blood comes out of your body, that is not to go to anyone or anything else. It's to be poured basically back onto the ground, and that is to go. That is is God's. Okay, our soul, our our life force, whatever, that's that's God's. So I'm just going to read that again here one more time. Every moving animal that is alive may serve as food for you, and in the case of green vegetation, I give it all to you. Only flesh with its soul, its blood, you must not eat. Okay. And that one was in... Uh, yeah, Genesis 9 and 3 and 4. Now, 
just I'm just getting a few of these scriptures in so you can sort of toss these scriptures around in your mind and think about it, okay? So I'm going to just keep kind of putting a couple of scriptures in here, read them from the Bible, and then we can talk about it a little bit if you want or whatever. Um, as we know, animals used for food should be properly bled, okay? Anything that dies or even that dies in a trap that is found and, and has been dead there for a while is not suitable for food. Okay, so we're going to compare another couple of scriptures here. Uh, in um, Well, let's just, if I don't know if any have their Bible handy there, but we'll just slip over to Leviticus because it's closer. So we're in Genesis. We'll just slip over to Leviticus 17, verse 13. To 16. Okay, Leviticus 17. And I'll start at verse 13. Jeannie Marie, are you still with us, hon? Can you put that in or should I? I never know who's there or not, especially when they're on the board. But I'll put that in. Leviticus. So if somebody wants to follow along, they can. In case I'm not speaking properly. <laughs> um, and I'm not too fast. So I've got to look back and forth. Look at the board. Look at my books. Look at the typewriter. Leviticus 17. What did I say? 13 to 16. Okay. It's up. I'm actually going to back up to 12. Now that I get looking at it here, I'm going to back up to verse 12 in Leviticus here. This is why I have said to the sons of Israel, no soul of you must eat blood, and no alien resident who is residing as an alien in your mists should eat blood. As for any man of the sons of Israel or some alien resident who is is residing as an alien in your midst, who are hunting and catches a wild beast or a fowl that may be eaten, he must in that case pour its blood out and cover it with dust, for the soul of every sort of flesh is its blood by the soul in it. Consequently, I say to the sons of Israel, you must not eat the blood of any sort of flesh. Because the soul of every sort of flesh is in its blood. Anyone eating it will be cut off. Um, and then a little further down it talks about, you know, for them to how to clean, you know, clean their animals and stuff like that before eating. And uh, just a note while I'm thinking of it, back in Leviticus 11 uh, is loaded with... Um, clean and unclean foods, you know, whether it be a camel or rabbits or uh, chewers of the cud from fish to insects to flying creatures. Leviticus 11 is a great one to read if you really, really wanted, want to know what the Bible says, what God says is clean and unclean food. I'm going to put that in there. I did want to get get that in at some point 
but I'm not going to cover it. But I just wanted friends to know that I really found that really interesting, and I still find myself um, going back to it, Leviticus 11, because sometimes I'll, you know, I got thinking not too long ago about a whale. I thought, well, is a is a whale supposed to be a mammal? And yet it's it swims in the ocean. Does it have fins? Some say, yeah, it's got very very tiny fins and or scales. I mean, so I was trying to research, you know, trying to find out whether you know certain fish. I love fish, you know. Um, so anyway, I check in Leviticus. I go back there quite often to see whether, you know, if we ever had hard times, you know, whether, you know, certain insects are better than others to eat. I'm just going to read what Janine's put up here, friends. Um, therefore, okay, she's she's reading, uh, or she's typing uh, quotes, actually. Thank you, Janine, for putting that up. Boy, she's a fast typer. She can type faster than I can speak. <laughs> no, that's that's um that's pasting. I'm just pasting, not typing. I oh, couldn't type okay. that fast. <laughs> well. Uh here's another one for you. Leviticus seven twenty four. The fat of an animal found dead or torn by wild animals may be used for other purposes, but you must not eat it. So it could be used for clothing or or for making something. You mean eh? the fat? No, it's a that's oh, the fat. talking about the fat there. Um, yeah, in Leviticus eleven forty, it says anyone who eats some of its carcass must wash their clothes, and they will be unclean till morning. Anyone who picks up a carcass must wash their clothes. And they will be unclean till evening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's funny how that works, too. I picked up a dead bird that was outside my working area, and I walk around on my bare feet as much as possible. And I thought, oh, I thought, oh, I've been walking around this dead bird, so I just kind of picked it up with my fingers, just real, you know, and kind of threw it. And I thought, you know, automatically you look at me and think, okay, how many microorganisms and, you know, what's what's in this thing that, you know, could really make you sick. You stick your hands in your mouth and you've got organisms that uh, aren't supposed to be in our body. So, yeah, it's kind of, you know, kind of gross when you, you start picking up dead animals and you don't know, you know, what's what they died from, for one thing. But uh, thanks, Janine, for posting those. Um, okay, uh, let's see another scripture. Now, that was, okay, I just want to not go too fast. So it's, it's stressing that we must not eat the blood. And in these times, the blood was to be poured out in the ground. And dust, you know, we, we, you're supposed to throw dirt over it. Cover it up with dust, it said. You know, that's how um, precious the blood is, you know, to God. And how important for other reasons, also for health reasons, you know, for our safety too. That uh, we should be really, really... Uh, cautious of blood, and we know that nowadays, you know, with the, the the diseases that are going around. Anyway, another scripture I'd like to jump over to is Acts 15, verses 19 to 20. 
10 in the board here. Acts 15, verses 19 to 20. But that says, it's funny, you know, a lot of times when you read about blood in the Bible, it's got it right in the same categories as worshiping idols, fornicating. You know, it's it's in with the other serious um, sins that God condemns. Just, I just thought of that just now too, you know, when you get reading about it, uh, to keep that in mind. Oh, I actually read that one. Sorry, friends. Or unless it's the same of... Yeah, I did. I read that in the very beginning. I just didn't realize that I had went that far back to keep abstaining from things sacrificed to idols and from blood and from things strangled and from fornication. And if you carefully keep yourself from these things, you will prosper. Good health to you. Okay. Sorry about that. Um... As we all know, back in the, in the, the Old Testament, um, the blood was used a lot for sacrifices uh, as an atonement for our sins. Um, but, of course, it wasn't a, a perfect atonement for our sins because Jesus Christ was to be the perfect sacrifice um, between us and God to, to draw us close to God since uh, Adam and Eve had, had sinned and, and, and basically sentenced us to death. We, you know, we were doomed to die, and God loved us so much that he, you know, he gave his son in order for us to be able to, to live. And um, so in the meantime, he would use the, the, the blood of animals to actually show us, you know, it was kind of like a lead up to Jesus, the, the blood of Jesus was the only type of blood that could actually, um, that God would allow, that God would allow. This was God's plan, God's, his way of of redeeming the mistake that Adam and Eve did. Not, well, it wasn't a mistake. They knew exactly what they were doing. But anyway, so we know in the Old Testament that blood, blood was used uh, for sacrifices all the way up until Jesus Christ came. So, um... I just wanted to mention that because there's a, a few scriptures again that that talk talks a lot about blood and how precious and how important blood is. Um, and we read a little bit back in Leviticus. I backed up a little bit. It talked about blood there also. Um, but I'm going to read a little bit just to talk about the sacrificial use of blood. And, and we still cannot eat it. Even back then, they were still not to eat it. It was to be used only for sacrifices. So I'm just going to read uh, in Leviticus 17, 11, and 12 a little bit about that, you know, because for us to understand how precious blood is in God's eyes. Leviticus 17, 
have a hard time doing two or three things at once here. But I'll get better. Practice makes perfect day. And Jeannie put it up there, Jeannie Marie. Thank you, sweetheart. Okay, I'm going to read that scripture. Um, The soul of the flesh is in the blood, and I myself have put it upon the altar for you to make atonement for your souls, because it is the blood that makes atonement by the soul in it. This is why I have said to the sons of Israel, no soul of you must eat blood, and no alien resident who is residing as an alien in your midst should eat blood. So the blood is so precious that that's what God used for an, an atonement to save us with. The blood is the most precious thing that that he could use in order to redeem us, if I'm making any sense. And this is why he used the blood of the son. His son had to die. His blood had to be poured out onto the ground for us. This is just the way God made it. <clears throat> I can't explain it really, really well because I've got lots to learn too, you know, about how important um, Jesus Christ's sacrifice for us is and, and, and why the blood is, is so so sacred to God. It's just by going through these scriptures, we see that that blood is 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 a very 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 serious issue with God, and within us, it's it's our as we know, it's our life force. Without it, we're dead. Everything is in our blood, our personality, um, our makeup, our our DNA. You know, every everything. It's it's all in our blood. Blood is more precious than what we'll ever ever realize. You know, just like the the body itself, you know, we, we, whether we'll ever comprehend, you know, the, the total complexity of, of blood or the total complexity of the human body, only God knows. But um, by reading these few scriptures, we can come to realize how how important it is to understand the issue of blood. Um Okay, that's just one scripture that kind of really points out, you know, talking about the blood being an atonement for us, our our souls, and it's not to be eaten. Um, Let me see, there's another one here in Hebrews. Like I say, I don't have a lot of information, um, and I'm watching the time because I didn't want to make it a long show. I think these four or five hour shows are just too long. We got to get a little bit of information in a couple of hours, and then we can retain it. That's the way I am. So I'm, I'm trying to be really picky on on which scriptures I use and how deep I get into it. Okay, I'm not going to get much more into the sacrifices. Okay, because uh, what I, what the reason I, I brought this issue up was because it's it's important for us to know nowadays what to do with blood, okay? So I'm not going to get into the sacrifices much more here, okay? And as we know, um, here's a scripture in Ephesians 1 and 7. I'm just skimming, skimping through my notes. It says, 
in Ephesians 1 and 7, by means of him, Jesus Christ, we have the release by ransom through the blood of that one. Yes, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his undeserved kindness. So why why God used Jesus and why God used his blood had to be spilled out into the ground, why he did it this way is is sometimes beyond our comprehension. But it was the best sacrifice that God could give in order to redeem us back of Adam and Eve um, sinning and and basically, like I said, giving us all the uh, a death sentence. So we have to appreciate that how much he cares about us and how important blood is and and try to understand, you know, the sacrifice that, that he did for us and it was his own son. Anyway, um, now, okay, I'm going to get into to talking more about uh, blood transfusions here now, okay? So, when you think about it, what we've, what the few scriptures that we've read about blood, um, it, it, uh, it doesn't mean that we can put blood into us, you know, in, into our veins either. You know, um, when the Bible talks about pouring the animal blood onto the ground, um, there's a scripture here in, uh, I don't know if we've covered this one, in Acts 15 and 29. Have we read that one yet? Some I'm just trying not to overlap here. Now, let's let's look that one up. I don't think we've went over that one. In Acts 15 and 29. Can you, Marie, can you put that up for me, sweetheart? I'm going to look it up. Well, I've got it pretty much right in front of me almost. No, that is the one that I read. Okay. Okay, it's in this um in this one here it says to keep abstaining from things sacrificed to idol and from blood. Okay? It doesn't say here just animal blood. It here's that's where I'm going here now, okay? It doesn't say just animal blood. Okay, because it only makes sense that if, um, you know, if if animal blood is so sacred, then how much more so would human blood be, eh? Like, um, say you went to a hospital and, um, you know, you couldn't eat. Of course, they're going to feed you intravenously, right? But if your doctor says to you, you know, like, say you're an alcoholic or a drug user, and he says, you know, you, you just can't use these drugs anymore, or you just can't uh, drink alcohol anymore, then you obviously wouldn't uh, put it into intravenous and inject it into your veins either, if, if, if you're not supposed to have it in your body. You know, so it's the same thing with uh, with human blood. 
you know, as soon as the human blood comes comes out of the the body, um, it's supposed to deteriorate back to God. You know, it's supposed to be poured out into the ground just like animals' blood. You know, our, our blood's all individual. There's so many things that we've learned over the years. I don't know when they started blood transfusions. I presume, Sam, would that have been maybe around the World Wars? Blood transfusions? Pardon me. <clears throat> Are you saying uh, blood transfusions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you, 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 I thought you might know. Um, when do you think does any anyone on the call have any idea when blood transfusions probably started? Would it have been around the World Wars or before that? I I don't know. You know, I've never, I've never studied that part of it. It hasn't been a long time, has it? No, it wasn't a long time. No, uh, probably in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. First World War area, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it hasn't been a long time, I don't imagine. You had to have intravenous, right? Right. Yeah. Otherwise, how do they do it? <clears throat> so, you know. Yeah, how else would they do it? Yeah. You know, I, uh, no, it's kind of fascinating that uh, the one... One area of religion, uh, which is the uh, JW, I guess you call it, right? Yeah, Jehovah's Witness. Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, they, um, <clears throat> they, uh, they kind of um, focus on uh, not having any blood transfusions. And, uh, you know, that's in the Bible, so, I mean, you know, they believe the Bible, so why not? Why not? There's so many things in the Bible, you know, that are different sects, you know, of uh, of uh, of the uh, of the Vatican, of the churches, you know, whether it's Catholic, uh, Jehovah Witness, Mormons, Mormons, uh, uh, Mormons, uh, you know, just in contrast, just very quickly, uh, don't believe in eating meat, period. Oh, vegetables, they're vegetable eaters, or you know, they're... oh yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't eat at all. Uh, it's against their religion, the same as uh, Jehovah Witness. It's against their religion not to have blood transfusions. Now, with the Jehovah Witnesses, uh, the big benefit that they have, believe it or not, there's around seven million Jehovah Witnesses, and uh, not Jehovah uh, Mor- um, Mormons in the United States, and they uh, they outlive all other Americans by uh, by twenty years. Well, no doubt. I'm Mormon, sure. Vegetarians, yeah, Mormon, yeah, I believe vegetarians would. Eh? Mormons, uh, as a uh, you know, as a body of people, uh, you know, they uh, they live an average of 85 years, which is uh, five years longer than any country, you know. And then of any, uh, you know, of uh, quite a few. So. Um, uh, the Japanese, I think, they average pretty close to 85 years too, right? They don't eat much meat. Now, uh, they get it from the Bible. Now, the Japanese don't get it from the Bible. They get it from, well, I don't know where they got it from, but but here's the uh, Jehovah Witnesses. They're saying, do not have blood transfusion. So there must be something in it so that people that... Now, I, I actually had a blood transfusion when I, uh, I had a kidney failure. And uh, I was uh, I was popped up per se uh, by two quarts. I think uh, you're supposed to have uh, eight quarts. I think it is, or 
God, how many quarts of blood you're supposed to have in you? Um, six or eight. But anyways, I was down two. And uh, uh, I was down two quarts, and I had a serious uh, kidney uh, problem. So the doctor said, you know, we can't do anything for you until we top you up with blood. You know, uh, we can't operate on you. So until your body is fully capable of uh, having all your blood. So naturally, I just said, sure. You know, <laughs> I never heard of anything being against blood, you know, until so you're talking about it tonight. And I've heard of Jehovah Witnesses, and they disagree with uh, blood transfusions. So I don't know what they would have done if I was a Jehovah Witness uh, six years ago when I had that blood transfusion, <laughs> when I had that operation. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, how many people, uh, you know, like, I don't, like, on the degree, here's a $64 question, you know, uh, it's on the degree of harm that it would do to a person's body. You know, uh, if you don't have a, uh, if you don't have a transfusion, or if you do have, I should say, you know, if you do have. Mm-hmm. So yep. uh, that's a good, yep, good point. And I was gonna, I was gonna cover a few things that I've that I've learned, yeah, you know, over time, you know, and um, I actually went to um, to the JW.org site just to read up on on some some recent things, uh, and it's amazing at the, the information that I found out. You know, we are really not aware of how many doctors are using bloodless surgery. It's amazing. You'll, you, you, you should check it out for yourself, friends. Go to jw.org and look up blood transfusions and read the information there yourself on the many, many doctors. I actually have the site pulled up, and if I had time, I was going to read a couple of things off of it. But check it out yourself, and you'll see that, um, you know, now, see, Jehovah's Witnesses ended up going to court fighting for this right, you know, not not only for themselves but for all of us. Now it's, it's quite common that you can say to your doctor, well, I refuse blood. Some people even carry a card saying even in an emergency because there are there are alternatives. Um, I'm sure mo- most of us know that our blood is, say, approximately 50% volume water, okay? And the rest is the red blood cells and the white blood cells and the hemoglobin and, and all, all, all the other things, but 50% of it is water. So when we lose a, a lot of blood, like in a, a serious car accident, um, our body kicks in like crazy. Even our bone marrow will produce the either, I'm not sure which cells each part of the body produces, but our bone marrow, our spleen, our kidney, our and, and, and of course our heart. There's so many parts in our body that we normally wouldn't think, but it kicks in like crazy and it starts producing those things we need. The red blood cells, metabolism, the hemoglobin, the white blood cells. Um, I didn't I didn't realize even our bone marrow will make certain things in an emergency. In an emergency, our bone marrow will even start producing things that our blood needs. The rest is water, water and sugar, say, or water, sugar, salt. Okay. Now, they've got alternatives out there. 
Um, and I've got a name of a couple of them. I'll put them up on the board of the alternatives that doctors use. And instead of having a bag of blood, you know, it'll be a, a bag of this solution, which is basically, um, I believe, I'm not sure, I'm not 100%, whether it's sugar, water, salt, whatever. I'm, I'm really not sure. I, I need to research this solution myself more. But it's being used by the witnesses all the time, okay? Um, and actually, you know, when you think about it, when you, when you go to your doctor and you say, okay, if you think I might need a blood transfusion, how do you feel about this alternative, okay? And if he says, no, I, I can't do it, I can't do a bloodless surgery, um, then I'd be a little leery. Because when, when doctors have to do surgery on you, you know, and especially if you're not going to accept blood, they really got to be good doctors, and they really got to clamp every bleeding vessel, and they really got to be good. They got to be good, and there's many of them out there. There's um, there's institutions you can read in Jehovah's Witnesses dot org. There, um, they they're do, there's institutions that are doing strictly bloodless surgery. And I was just reading tonight about uh, they'll even do babies. Um, I was just reading before I got on the show about a doctor in uh, in the JW.org website about a doctor that was doing uh, open-heart surgery, bloodless surgery, on a little baby that was, uh, I think it was 5.5 pounds. And they it's getting to be quite common now. Amazing, eh? And... Um, so we all know that, you know, the the scary part about accepting blood, okay? Now, now, now we're not talking just about what God says, what the Bible says. Like it says, if you abstain from these things, good health to you, you know, and how serious blood is to God, okay? Those are the few scriptures that, you know, and I'm sure there's lots more. And uh, But now just talking about today's society, as we know, um, there's many diseases in blood that cannot be detected. Sorry, I heard some noise in the background. Okay, it's gone. Um, forget what I was saying now. Oh, diseases in blood. You know, I I saw not too long ago a, a man that was going down to to give blood and um i know his way of life and everything else you know and you know drugs and things like that and i thought oh really i was quite surprised that you know uh, certain men and women give blood on a constant basis and uh, i thought well you know i know i wouldn't want his blood <laughs> um not to be, you know, sarcastic or anything like that, but uh, say, for example, uh, syphilis. Syphilis cannot be detected in the early stages. So they can test the blood, and they can say, okay, this blood's good. You know, it's your blood type. And six months later, this man or woman ends up with syphilis, and so do you. Because syphilis cannot be detected in the early stages. And nowadays especially... With so many new diseases popping up, you never know what you're going to get. Like when you when you take someone's blood, you're taking their personality. I've heard, 
I don't know how true this is, but I've heard of men and women um, taking, you know, a, a young man's or a young woman's blood or whatever, and it actually alters their personality. They change. They feel different. You know, it could be an, an old man taking a young man's blood and he feels younger, or he has a sex drive or whatever. But um, these are all things that, you know, you got to re- really think about when, if you're going to take a, a blood transfusion. Uh, like you're saying, Sam, about the risks, you know, is it, you know, when if you want to outweigh the risks, um, let, me, let me just put something up on the board here first before I continue, okay? Now, there's two alternatives here that I have at the moment, and one's called Ringer's Solution, Ringer's, R-I-N-G-E-R-S, Solution, and the other one's called Dextran, D-E-X-T-R-A-N, and these are alternatives for the volume, like say you've got your arm cut off and you're losing blood in like pints by the minute, you know, you need it replaced quickly. Okay, and your body, like I said, your body, all different organs in your body is kicking in emergency state. It's going to make your red blood cells, your white blood cells, your hemoglobin, and every and all these other things. It kicks in overdrive, and you know, it's an emergency. Your body's going to do that. Um, so anyway, those are two names of alternatives that uh, that I know of that I I want to research more myself. And, and find out, you know, I'm curious what they are, but I know with Jehovah's Witnesses and many other people, not just Jehovah's Witnesses, um, use this, these alternatives because they're, they're becoming very widely known. And it's not just Jehovah's Witnesses that are saying, you know, no, I don't want blood. I want the, I, I'll, I'll go for the alternative. And especially men and women who, who, who believe in God and want to follow God's laws, they're going to really research this, you know, in depth you know, about the blood issue, um, because they don't want to displease God, because if it's a commandment not to do this, you know, it's the same as, uh, you know, going to war, you know, um, we're going if, to, if we were told by the government that we had to go to war and shoot and kill somebody, and we said, no, we're not, God says not to kill, we're not doing it. And, it, and there have been many men, women, Jews, and Jehovah's Witnesses back in Hitler's time that were shot because they wouldn't change their ways. They wouldn't denounce the faith. They were killed. You know, so you got to kind of, you know, have that sort of attitude thinking, okay, well, if I go against God's laws, you know, I lose my life altogether in his eyes. You know, if you believe in God and, and if you want to follow God's ways, then that's, you know, that would be my attitude. So Instead of taking a blood transfusion, I would take the risk of, of trying these alternatives because taking a blood transfusion, you know, there's there's a serious risk right off the bat taking a blood transfusion. It's it's a fifty fifty chance. As soon as it a blood trans you have a blood transfusion, the first twenty four hours are the most crucial, and, and I, I believe we all know that. Once it hits your kidneys and hits your heart and hits your organs. If your body is going to accept it or reject it, you know, you'll know basically within the first 24 hours. And uh, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of stories, you know, that have, that have been told about people, men and women, that accept blood transfusions and stay sick for a long period of time 
and others that have not and and have accepted just these these alternatives, which are basically sugar and water or salt and water, one or the other, um, they get better quicker. And there's been, you know, tons of stories out there about, oh, yeah, they say, oh, well, your kids will die or you'll die if you don't take one. Well, they're not doing that so much anymore because that's not true. You know, when a, when a man or woman dies from a blood transfusion, they just blame it on the disease or on the issue or on the symptom or on the problem that they had, but they never want to blame it on the blood. But they do say, you know, it's a 50-50 chance if you, um, uh, you know, that that's the risk factor if you're taking blood. Um, you know, you, you you don't know if your body's going to accept it because it's not meant to be in you. So... Um, Anyway, there's the there's the couple of uh, the alternatives, and um, I still want to talk a little bit about your question there, Sam. I had some ideas um, and some points that I wanted to mention, which kind of covered that that area. Okay, um, let me just look at my notes, Sam, and see what uh, I can find here. Um, yeah, I talked about doctors. There's no doubt that in a situation where the surgeon is operating on you without the possibility of a transfusion, he tends to improve his surgery, okay? Uh, there's This is a doctor actually stating that, what I'm reading from here. I'm reading um, a doctor that wrote in an American journal of obstetricians and genealogy. I can't even pronounce these um I obviously haven't studied what these words mean. Gynecology. Gynecology, thank you. And obstetrician, obstetric, it's got O-B-S-T-E-T-R-I-C-S, obstetrix. Anyway, it was in a journal in, in June 1968, page 395, and this doctor says, yeah, he said there's no doubt um, that the situation where you, the surgeon, are operating without the possibility of a transfusion tends to improve your surgery. You're a little bit more aggressive in clamping every bleeding vessel. So, um, you know, and if you, um, <clears throat> like I say, if you want to check out anyone in, in um, JW.org's website there, uh, I've got it up, but I'm not going to get into it because it's uh, another issue uh, what doctors, you know, are, are, are using this method because they, they believe that it's healthier. It's healthier and less risks. Um, I'm just looking at it right now, and it uh, there's a lot of information here about thousands and thousands of millions of people that are using uh, bloodless surgery now. And the doctors are too, and that's cool. That's, that's great, I think. Um, all types of surgery can be performed successfully without blood, blood transfusions, not only open heart surgery, brain surgery, amputations of limbs, um, and removing cancer, cancerous organs. Um, I've got some articles here on um, the New York State Journal of Medicine. Um, let me just see what he's got here. He says... <clears throat> this is a doctor, Philip Roan, R-O-E-N. He says, we have not hesitated to perform any and all indicated surgery pr- 
procedures in the face of prescribed blood replacement. Okay? They don't hesitate. If anybody, you know, doesn't want blood transfusion, this Dr. Philip Rohn, uh, from New, you know, that wrote in this New York journal, said that he wouldn't hesitate. No problem. Uh, there's another one here, uh, Dr. Denton Cooley at Texas Heart Institution. He says, we became so impressed with the results from using non-blood plasma expanders on the Jehovah's Witnesses that we started using the procedure on all our heart patients. And that was in a, a newspaper here. Uh, the San Diego Union newspaper, December the 27th, 1970. And then uh, another one here, Cardiovascular News, in February 1984, page 5, says, Bloodless Open Heart Surgery originally developed for adult members of Jehovah's Witnesses sect but their religion forbid, because their religion forbid blood transfusions, now has been safely adapted for use in delicate cardiac procedures in infants and children. So, um, pretty interesting. And little do we know, eh? Because, you know, doctors apparently nowadays are, are always have a, always have blood on hand. Like, you know, it's like an aspirin. It's always there. So if they slip up and mess up or whatever, if something goes wrong, it's always on hand. So if you have to go in and, and get something minor done and you never know what can happen, you know, you might want to think about this because if anything goes wrong, um, you know, you, you might want to talk to your doctor about that. If, if you're not interested in, in having blood transfusions, you might want to say, well, just in case... You know, I I have a file in my record at my doctor's that, that I I would not have a blood transfusion that I will use any alternatives, but not 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 any uh, alternatives that contain blood itself. So it's in my file, and you make your doctor like I said, some some men and women carry a card right in their wallet. You know, if they're in a car accident or whatever. But but you know, you can say, but I will accept this or this or that. You know, that reminds me, like, um, um, I'm not going to get mention any names because the man's not on the call, but I remember this man um, that uh, his child was sick, and he he was talking to the doctor on the phone, and the doctor says, well, are you refusing our treatment? And he says, no, I'm not refusing anything. I'm just choosing what I feel is best for my child, for my property. And they they reported him. They reported him. He he had some serious trouble, but he overcome it. But, uh, you know, they, they really want to force it on us, and especially when it comes to children. You know, they believe that they know what's right for our property, what's right for our children. So this is why, you know, we, we whatever we choose to do, we need to let our doctors know carry something in your purse or your wallet. Uh, you know, if you have children, make your school aware, you know, of what your choices are. That's all. Um, so the, my my point through all this, Sam, to your question was, okay, you know, 
if you really think you're going to die, you know, should you take a blood transfusion? You know, that that has to be everyone's individual choice. But uh, I guess it depends on, you know, if 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 you believe that God says to abstain from blood, if you believe that, then then I would say, no, I'll, I'll take the alternative and take my, my risk, you know. Um, that would be my, my, my personal choice. So it has to be a, a personal choice. The risk is as high taking a blood transfusion as, as, as it would be trying the ringer solution or the dextrin solution to replace the volume. <clears throat> now, see, I just read in here, which I didn't really realize, okay, here, here comes an answer for us. Like I was just saying, I don't know what's in these solutions and actually, I just read it. Um, where to go now? <laughs> uh, what did, did anybody catch me when I read it there? A plasma inducer? Something like that? Where was it? Um, oh, here it is. I'm going to... Plaz, I'm going to highlight this so I don't lose it. Okay. This doctor from Texas Heart Institution says, we became so impressed with the results from using non-blood plasma expanders on the Jehovah's Witnesses. I'm going to... Jeannie Marie, you there, darling? Would you type that in for me, honey? I think that's very important because I just learned this. So, I mean, I'm sure others would, would really like to know more about these solutions. Um, so it's non-blood plasma expanders. Appreciate that, Jeannie Marie. Non-blood plasma expanders. So, yeah, you know, like, it's just good to know. It's just good to have the knowledge, you know, um, I, I think most most adults are aware of you know the the risks of taking blood, and but it's nice to know that there's alternatives out there also, and also and of course this being uh, show on God's law or man, if if a man or woman uh, wants to please God, then they will research that that subject deeper, and and. Um, you know, they'll make their own decision on, on what they believe. That's all I'm, I'm doing is just giving information that I've learned and a man or woman can do whatever they wish with it, you know. And uh, I just want them to be able to see scriptures that, that talk about it in the Bible. I'm just going to see if there's any other scriptures that, um, you know, that that we might be able to, to add in here, you know, that at the that I haven't mentioned. I think I've covered most of the main ones. Yeah, friends... Um, no, I, I think I've covered most of the most of the scriptures that I wanted to cover. Okay, and um, 
Yeah. Uh, Jeannie Marie, would you add to that there, honey? Um, plasma volume expanders? Because that uh, kind of just adds to that. And Jeannie just wrote in here, plasma is the watery part that contains the blood cells. Thanks, Jean. So it's plasma volume expanders. So it's the the water, the, you know, I, I'm going to research that more. It's, I, I find that really interesting. I'm really curious. Hi, Billy the Kid. Thanks for dropping in. Billy's on for those who uh, who are on phone and, and um, only that can't see anyway, <laughs> that don't know who's on. Um, yeah, I don't know how long you've been on, Billy, but I have my nose into the books here, but we we're just talking about blood transfusions and scriptures in the Bible that uh, tell us to abstain. So all those scriptures are up on the board, but you can, whoever comes in later can't see them, right? That's too bad. We should, uh, it's too bad talk she was like that, because I know when you just come in, you can't see the past, the past chat. That's too bad. Um, so we've pretty much covered that. We've been almost an hour just on that part of, um, what the Bible says about blood. Um, I'm just kind of skimming through my notes to see if there's anything that I might be able to add to that. I'm just reading a little bit about diseases, you know, like... By taking the um, the blood alternatives or the yeah the blood alternatives non blood plasma expanders, um, we don't risk you know getting AIDS and hepatitis and malaria and, and um, all the other risks of um, disease. Does anyone have any questions or anything they want to talk about? Mention. You know, um, adding to uh, the risks of um, basically accepting blood, you know, or um, or whatever, whatever you think. I think I've covered all the scriptures. I'm just looking through my notes. Um, just, just talking about the Bible here a little bit about, um, remember in the, in the beginning when Adam and Eve, you know, lost everything when they were, they, they, after, after the flood, um, this is when God set out, set out these rules. This is when he set out those rules saying that, um, every, everything I have, no, he told first. He told Adam and Eve everything that I I have given to you, you know. But the the what was that scripture? Now I'm going to have to go back to it. I have a point here. I have a point here. Just bear with me. Just got too many thoughts in my mind. I can, got to get it straight in my head.
Okay, back back again. Just jumping back just a little bit one more time. Back in Genesis 9, 3 and 4. Remember when it said, Every moving animal that is alive may serve as food for you. And in the case of green vegetation, I do give it all to you. Only the flesh with its soul, its blood, you must not eat. Only the flesh with its soul, its blood, you must not eat. So that was that was back in the beginning with Adam and Eve. Okay, and then back, and then after the flood, Noah was given Noah was given the same type of um, instruction. Okay, that blood, blood was forbidden. Same thing that the blood had to be poured out from the animals. How sacred the blood was. The rules were given even then. Now I was just looking for that scripture. I can't find it. Anyway, friends, sorry about that. Yeah, I think I've covered all the scriptures. I was just trying to see if there was any other ones that I could put in because of um, a few that had just popped in, you know, and I'm not sure how long they had been here. So without without going over everything again, um, I think I've pretty much covered everything as far as the blood, blood issue goes, you know, um, what the Bible says about it and um, how sacred our blood is and that we do have we do have alternatives and um I don't know I'm just going to mention or type in one more time just for others that have come I want to put in um type in here the alternatives for blood transfusions so that they can research them themselves if they wish Okay, so that's Ringer's solution, and Dextrin, like I say, I want to research these, these myself, just out of curiosity. Okay, Ringer's solution and Dextrin. These are our um, plasma expanders, volume expanders, okay? Instead of blood transfusions. And um, I've mentioned before, friends, if you really want to get some in-depth information on blood transfusions, I don't think you'll get a better spot than Jehovah's Witnesses' website, jw.org. I think that's probably the, the most extensive and the most honest place, I, I believe, that you're going to get because they're so serious about not accepting blood transfusions. I think that's probably the number one site to go to if you're interested in this subject. Okay, so now, <clears throat> uh, it's 8.30. Like I say, I didn't want to make the show go on too long. A couple of hours, I think, is plenty of information, um, especially with the new information. Um, I just wanted to add in in here uh, about these vaccines, you know, that 
you know, everybody's concerned about. Same issue, you know. Uh, the government is wanting to pump this kind of stuff into us all the time, making us think we need it, you know, and making us think that it's good for us. But, you know, if we're going to get sick and die, we're going to get sick and die. Uh, the, the stuff that they're giving us, you know, it's it's the same, same type of risk, if not even worse, than, than taking blood transfusions because... They know they're pumping poison into us. You know, another man or woman's blood, you know, isn't as poison as some of these vaccines. And they know what they're doing to us. So um, I just thought it'd be kind of interesting. I know uh, Sam uh, has studied the the vaccines. I know um, we all know uh, a lot about these these vaccines. And at one point I want to get across, and I'll let anybody else talk if they want. Um. I don't know if I told your friends, I've told some. On on my Facebook page, I have um, a page called uh, Stand Up to Children's Aid because that's what I'm working on. That's that's my goal, is helping people that are having trouble with children's aid. So I've got a page, and in there, I, I put this link that someone else had, had, I had got from someone else that actually has a form, a real in-depth form that you can take to your doctor and you say, okay, here, check out this form, and if you can guarantee me, you know, this is not going to happen, that's not going to happen, all the, you know, most of the vaccines have a lot of stuff in it, you know, from formaldehyde to aluminum to whatever. So there's a real, real in-depth form. Um, If anybody's ever really interested in it, that you can actually take to your your doctor or whatever, and if they're forcing you, if the government or, um, you know, your doctor or the Children's Aid Society is trying to force you to have uh, vaccines, you know, not so much on yourself, but on your, your children, your little ones, you can actually take a look at this form. Like in common law, we probably wouldn't use it. But but it gives some great ideas of of how you can approach your doctor and say, all right, look, um, you know, check out this form, and if you can, it'll educate your doctor for one thing. There's so much information, and it. it'll educate your doctor, and I'm sure your doctor will look at it and say, whoa, you know, no, I, you know, I can't uh, say that, uh, you know, there's not this in it, or there's not that in it, or there's not this in it, or there's not that that in it. But if anybody is ever interested in in getting this form just to look at this this site that someone else sent me is really really interesting so um um anyway janine sam billy if you just want to talk about the vaccines and take it from here i'm going to get a drink of water um um, please do because this is something that I'm, I'm hoping that other men and women will come to this show and realize the seriousness of, of you know, making decisions with blood transfusions as well as vaccines. That's my goal tonight here. Sam, you, you told me that your 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 babies are not haven't been vaccinated or haven't been vaccinated in a long time, right? Yeah, they've never been vaccinated ever. Ooh. Wow. I've never heard of anybody that hasn't had their kid vaccine at my, some point. Uh, my two kids are probably uh, only a handful of 700,000 people in all of Hamilton that have 
can say that their children has never had a drop of any vaccination. So they're um, so they're lucky. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was I reading? I'll, I'll think about what I was reading instead of interrupting. Sorry, Sam. Go ahead. Uh, tell us how you did that, or how you did not do that. Like, I mean, they usually don't let our children into school. Well, yeah, they're uh, you know they're always trying to indoctrinate. Uh, you know, my uh, my daughter when she was in grade seven, uh, everybody in the class had to line up and get their grade seven inoculation. And uh, in, in uh, so she actually her, she decided that uh, I told her I said, don't you go and line up and get your vaccination along with the other twenty five thirty kids in the class. Well, she just went out to recess with all the other kids. Uh, they lined up and got their shot. Uh, the only other person that didn't get it was her uh, one of her girlfriends uh, said that, you know, I'll go outside with you and play <laughs> in recess. So actually she didn't get it either. But uh, I don't know whether she got it when she was younger or not. But, uh, yeah, you know, like, Today's uh, children, they're all uh, polluted with vaccination. So they're going to have all kinds of problems down the road. And I did tell my daughter, I says, you know, you probably don't know it, but you'll, as you get older, you're going to see a lot of these other children will start getting different types of uh, life-threatening diseases. They don't kick in all at once, you know. Uh, they they kick in uh, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty years later. Yeah, they have uh, they're like time capsules. Mm-hmm. Now also the uh, the nano nanotechnology. Uh, I'm not sure if you know anything about nanotechnology, but uh, you know nanotechnology uh, are, are minuscule robots, little tiny robots. That are so so small. They're only uh, they're only atoms. Uh, they're only, they're they're you know like they're they only have like about maybe a hundred atoms attached to them, a couple hundred atoms, whatever, and uh, they they turn them into robots. So uh, now they're putting those into the inoculations, and uh, so these uh, these nanobites. A lot of people have them floating around in their bodies now. Besides all the uh, aluminum and you know, fluorides and everything else that's in there, you know, from that So they got nanobites in there. Have you ever heard of nanobites, Sonia? I guess Sonia's gone. Um, no, 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 no. I'm 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 with you, Sam. Uh, I just posted uh, in in Skype in our health room. Uh, about something similar to that, and I think they're called nanobites. You know me with big words. I, I skip over big words. I, I got to concentrate more on trying to pronounce big words. Uh, you know, legalities or whatever, or not legalities or medical terms or whatever. I just skip over them. I kind of have an idea. But I, <clears throat> this post that I put in to Skype just either today or yesterday, um, it's actually the same idea. 
what it is, this is a six-legged thing, though. This is, a, you know, microscopic. But what it does, um, they're putting it into the vaccinations, and when, when, when it gets inserted into the human body, it reproduces in its, itself, and it, it continues. It can't be stopped, and it keeps reproducing into every cell. It's like it, it hops from one cell to another cell to another cell and, and reproduces itself. It continues to reproduce, and it's, it's deadly. And it, it retards people. On, like you say, it gives them diseases. And the, it, it, uh, I don't know how everybody feels about this Alex Jones. Alex Jones even had a, there was a video him talking about the same thing, about the, these type. So I sent this into, um, into our Skype room. So friends, t- take a look. And, and 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 take a real good look at it. It sounds science fiction, but my God, nowadays, what's what's science fiction? I mean, this this really sounds science fiction. It sounds like almost too weird to be true, like a Frankenstein thing, you know. But but really, you know, when you think of the way technology is going, um, it, it it doesn't surprise me a bit. But it uh, it's something like that, something like that, Sam. Same idea. Yeah, well, The Matrix is true. If you watch The Matrix movie, the same. I've never watched that. No, you should. Yeah. You should. And and V for Vendetta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you watch the, the movie The Matrix, um, you'll get to find out what it's like to out of the box. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and what they use us for. So all those batteries are a representation of, you know, the free labour of us working for, for the system. That, well, you know, I mean, uh, how many people uh, on the show right now... Um, so Sonia, uh, when your children were little, did you give uh, an oculus, or did you uh, like you know my, my my older children? I'm like seventy years old, right? So I can go two generations here. I got children that are fifty years old. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have children that are twelve years old. So um, now my older generation, uh, I. Um, they they had some inoculations because my uh, my wife used to uh, make a special trip and uh, and take the kids down to the doctor just to get their inoculations. Like she she became a robot to uh, you know supposedly this is the thing to do to keep your kids safe, keep your kids healthy, put them in the car, go down and see the doctor and get them inoculated. And I did did the exact same thing. I thought it was mandatory. I thought it was what was best for them. Uh, I did exactly that, too. Yeah. So now I look at my, uh, uh, those two children. Uh, Like I said, I've been married three times. I got children from three wives. Looking for the fourth, by the way. I'm just joking. (laughs) That's supposed to be a joke. I didn't hear anybody laugh but myself. But anyways, uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, but I'm 
observing my um, my two children that are in their forties. Um, they seem to be fairly normal, uh, as far as I can see. Uh, whatever inoculations they had, uh, they they haven't had any problems so far. You know. Uh, same thing goes with my oldest, uh, who's fifty years old. And uh, so I know I I don't think he had any inoculations. My oldest one, I don't think he had any inoculations either. Um, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong though. And uh, but my youngest two, they definitely don't have one drop of any kind of inoculations. That's great. I bet they hardly ever get sick. Uh, they what? Uh, I bet they hardly ever get sick. My children haven't been vaccinated. I actually went to a naturopath and she gave me some drops and um, she said anything that any time that anything ever comes along, you know, like if there's an outbreak of this or an outbreak of that, you know, just give them these drops and um, it's it's been marvellous. But my children might get sick about uh, twice a year Whereas my sister, you know, she vaccinated her children and uh, she she fills up the pharmaceutical card because they're always sick with um, ear, nose and throat trouble. Always sick. Yeah, their immune system is not as strong, is it? Uh, you know? Well, you know, I, I, I told her about it. You know, I, I, I told her about that, but... Um, you know, you can tell them all you like. It's just the, um, you know, the, the the big pharmaceutical companies and doctors. They believe that doctors are gods, and you know what what would what would a normal person know? Well, you know, um, I guess uh, I don't know. Anybody else on the show here tonight that uh, vaccinated their children or didn't vaccinate the children? I don't know. Is anybody else there? Or? I guess it's only us on the on the phone, right? Uh, well, I just, there's, well, there's I just a couple of friends on, but they're, they're not talking. Oh, well, I just I just cited religious reasons as to the reason I didn't vaccinate. You know, when they asked me about it at school, I just went, no, religious reasons. You know, so um, yeah, yep. And and the thing is, they have been vaccinated naturally by a naturopath so so now if you know any forms that say have you been vaccinated i go yep because they haven't asked me what sort of vaccines but they've been vaccinated naturally with uh, little drops from the from the naturopath Mm -hmm. that's cool see i didn't know about that you know i didn't know that there was anything from a naturopath that you could vac- vaccinate your like I didn't know anything. I was a young mother, and um, you know, didn't know anything about these vaccines. It took a while before you know. I I, I didn't really like the idea, but you know, you, you felt that you had to. You felt that you were forced by the government. You know that you're forced because uh, they they wouldn't be able to go to school. Um, oh yeah, yeah. They tell you, you know, all that. Yeah, Ignorant, but yeah. you know, and and you believe that the government is actually working in our best interest, um, 
and the thing is most people do believe that the government is working in our best interest but a day is going to come when you know people are waking up that I sometimes I do question the the hundredth monkey syndrome and if that is the case there is going to be a huge awakening in the, and it's going to muck with everybody's brains and the first thing they're going to do is want to take revenge yeah and that's when it can that's when it can get really nasty that's when the marine you know they call for martial law or something like that so um you know because i know when i found out all this truth in the 90s who owned the banks you know who owned the pharmaceutical companies who owned the you know who owned the media who owned this who owned that you know um who actually owned the governments you know that they weren't working in our best interests it really mucked with my head it really did because i really believed that the government were there for our best interest it will it will muck with your head and if you listen to the matrix the guy even says it in the matrix morpheus says to you know neo he said we don't usually wake a, a person after a certain time because it it just mucks with them too much you know lots of times their brain just can't get over the shock of of actually the truth of it so they that's why they do live in denial it's just too much for them mhm yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. I uh, I think you can get it on your uh, on your. You might be able to get it on your uh, on your computer. You can watch so many movies these days on your computer. Yeah, it's for YouTube. I think you might uh, or one of those uh, free. Uh, uh, but as for the uh, but as for those nanobot things, Sam, you know. Yeah. You go into that. You go into nanobots and makeup, and your nanobots is in nearly every single makeup that women buy. Yeah, that's yeah. All the nanobots are are in the lip gloss and the yep. eyeshadow. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they're yep. Uh, they're everywhere, but and, uh, yep. You know, I I, I feel sorry for. Uh, you know, a person has to look at their health as soon as they realize they're out of the box, out of the matrix. you, you got to understand. You say, did I wake up? Okay, now if I woke up, what am I doing then that is different than everybody else that's still asleep? You know, are you still eating meat? Uh, you know, like meat is not good for you. Uh, are you still getting transferred? Uh, well, I mean, uh, you know, uh, blood transfusions, I mean, people go through a whole lifetime and never get a blood transfusion. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, well, I had them. I've had two heart trans. I've had two heart operations, so I've been given blood transfusions. Yeah. Yes, and you survived that. So did I. Uh, no, but I'm sure there's many, many people that don't survive it. But, you know, I'll tell you a secret, okay, that uh, is one of the secrets to clear out your whole body. 
and uh, it's kind of like a detox, I guess, but it's the most natural detox on, on the planet. That is water. Would you believe uh, ordinary water is the best detox in the whole world? And you have to understand how water actually works. Because water is what? Hydrogen and oxygen. That's all it is. You can separate it, and then you have hydrogen in one glass, and you got oxygen in the other glass. But when you mix the two together, you got water. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, now, the only thing is, the, the secret behind it is that uh, the number one secret is water, but it has to be applied in the type of water that you use. And believe it or not, it'll get rid of nanobites out of your system. Really? I got one of the biggest solutions in the whole planet, and uh, very few people know about it. And uh, you know, first of all, you got to use pure water. And pure water is uh, basically distilled water. You call it uh, in the store distilled because it's boiled, and uh, then it vaporizes back into water, uh, into a liquid. And then all the particles in the water disappear. So when all the particles in the water disappear, and all you got is oxygen and uh, and hydrogen, because that's that's what pure water is. Um, so you got to drink that, okay? You got to drink uh, distilled water, okay? So that's number two. Number one is water. Number two is, is distilled water. You can't drink spring water. You can't drink tap water, definitely. Okay, tap water is just poisoned to your system, and it's got about 450 particles uh, per million, And but the particles are of 350 different chemicals. So that's really, uh, really something. So, but uh, spring water uh, is pure water, except that it has a lot of stones in it. Now, everyone calls stones minerals. I call them stones. You know, uh, yeah, there are all kinds of different minerals, you know, iron and whatever, you know, but it's actually a stone, a very, very minute stone. And it's, it's, you know, it's in the water, you can't see it, and it's as small as a, a nanobot, just about, uh, actually it's bigger, but uh, but those minerals in spring water are stones. And uh, believe it or not, uh, people's eyesight, okay, the little tiny stones that you are so-called the minerals, that's why people have bad eyesight. Because your body is trying to uh, you know, as I mentioned at uh, one time, from the neck down, your body has an automatic brain of some sort, and it thinks on its own, like your heart, it keeps uh, ticking, and uh, your brain uh, doesn't have to say to your heart to, to tick. It just does it on its own. It, it's automatic. So all many of the organs in the body, uh, they're all on automatic control, cruise control. Mm-hmm. 
So uh it uh so the uh so as far as the uh uh the spring water goes uh, the the body tries to get rid of these little micro stones, minerals, out of the body, and and they're always looking for a hole in the body to to get rid of rid of to get rid of them. And they pick for some reason the body picks the eyeballs. And a lot of people don't realize the eyeball is a hole in your body, same as your mouth is, and a bunch of other uh, areas, you know. But your eyes are uh, is a is a place where your body says, "I'll get rid of these stones." It pushes them through your eyes. Now, because your eyes are, are kind of made up similar to uh, uh, to a screen on a computer, you know how you got all those little bites on the screen. Well, your eyes are made like that too, and uh, so what happens is these minerals that you get in the water, they attach themselves. And you got a little screen that covers your eyes internally, biological screen. And you're you're looking through it. And it's so small, but these little particles, they lodge themselves in there. It can't get through. The screen is too big, or too small, I should say, for the large uh, mineral to get to escape. Maybe you notice in the morning, you know, when you wake up in the morning, uh, you have kind of like uh, some crystals that kind of leak through your eyeballs. You wake up in the morning, you got all that little crusty stuff under your eyes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, that's your body getting rid of some of the uh, uh, some of the minerals in your body. As I said, your eyeballs are uh, a crevice. You know, besides blowing your nose and clearing your nose out, uh, your body uses your eyes to get rid of some of the uh, uh, crystals. And then, of course, when they dry, you know, in the morning you wake up, you got to wash your face because around your eyeballs you got all these little crusty little things. Well, those are your minerals. Those are your beautiful minerals that dunk people are saying that... Uh, uh, you know, uh, that uh, you you buy water and it's mineral water. Yeah, well, guess what? That mineral that you're talking about is supposed to be so good, it's coming out of your eyeballs. Hmm. And uh, and then, of course, some of it doesn't come out. And it gets stuck in the kind of like a screen there. And uh, and then the person's eyes over over a decade, two decades, three decades, this is why most people, when they get older, have to wear glasses because it's the minerals that are stuck in the eyes, okay, that makes the person not able to see. That's good. It's very blurry. So you never heard of that concept, have you? No. Oh, well, there you go. Well, yeah, it, it makes sense because I, I know through my studies you know, uh, uh, about health, that, um, you know, they can look at your eyes and they can tell so much that's wrong with you through your eyes. You know, your eyes are, um, you know, one of the first places that are affected when something goes wrong. They can look in your eyes and tell, you know, whether you've got problems with your kidneys or problems with this or that. Your your eyes are a, a giveaway 
or giveaway when 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 your body starts to fail you. Um, that's to the best of my understanding. I'm not sure exactly all how it works, but I know if you're tired, you know, or if you've been on computer too much, or if you're sick, you know, your eyes your eyes show. You know, if you're healthy, you've got real nice white, you know, bright bright eyes and things like that. Yeah, your eyes are really affected, aren't they, by everything that goes on in your body? Yeah, well, it's a crevice, okay, for uh, the body to get rid of pollution inside your body and uh, uses it. Mm-hmm. When you're, uh, you know, when you sweat, uh, you're sweating out all kinds of toxins too, you see. But uh, when you're sleeping, uh, especially because you're in one spot, you're never wiping your eyes while you're asleep, all this crustments comes through your eyes and uh, lodges, you know, underneath your eye, then you got to wash in the morning to wash it off. But that is the minerals that your yeah. body doesn't want in your uh, in your system. <laughs> I mean, it gets rid of them all different ways, but that's a, that's just one of the ways. It makes now, sense. Now, the uh, the solution to cleaning out your body and detoxing your body, believe it or not, is pure water. That's number one. Uh, it's water, number one. What kind of water? Distilled water. And the third thing is how much water. You have to drink a gallon a day. Not not uh, not a half a gallon or not three quarters of a gallon. You have to drink a minimum of four quarts of water, of distilled water a day. And if you do that for about uh, I don't know. Uh, if you do that for uh, uh, I think we lost Sam. He's he. We always lose him about the two hour mark, and he comes back on. So it's yep. Yeah, we lost him because he was on about seven o'clock. He was on before I got on. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. It, it only makes sense that water is probably one of the best, de- you know, detoxing agents in, in the world because our body is, you know, what maybe fifty percent water. Like I said earlier, when we we're talking about or blood blood transfusions, I don't know. Um, I don't I don't know the percentage of the body. I had just read that about the blood. That the blood was approximately 50% water, but I really don't know what the percentage is with our body. But it it makes sense. That would be the best cleanser, doesn't it? 98% water, you say, Jeannie Marie? Jeannie Marie saying 98% water? Um, I don't know. Uh, she says we're 98% water. Because every, every, everything, you know, all our organs are all water, right? Everything's water. You know, our kidneys, our heart, our livers, every, everything has, has to have water or dies, eh? Um, that's a lot of water to drink, but I guess it depends on what's wrong with you, too. Like, I drink a lot of water, especially at night, but I drink too much coffee in the morning. I'll drink coffee since I'm not working. I'll drink coffee, four, five, six coffee in the morning till about noon, and then I'll switch over to coffee, but it's kind of, de- or switch over to water, but that's kind of defeating the purpose, I believe, eh? Drink a ton of coffee and it dehydrates you, and then drink yeah, your water. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like if you drink distilled water, 
Uh, you have to drink a minimum of uh, four quarts. That's a gallon. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, well, it's not really a lot. Uh, you know, it's uh, a quart in the morning. You, know, you, you can drink it throughout 24 hours of the day. You know, you don't have to drink it all at once. No, of course not. But uh, but if you do that for about, uh, I'm not sure exactly how long, you know, 30 days, you know, we'll probably do it. So, uh, and it's really cheap uh, as far as money-wise to get totally detox. And then uh, you'll get rid of all the nanobots. It'll detox. You see, nanobots, they're made out of, uh, you know, uh, out of some kind of uh, silicone or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. And uh, they'll stay in the body, but you see oxygen and, uh, uh, and, and uh, hydrogen, like water, okay, what it does is that it picks it up. It, uh, it's like a magnet. Right. It, it, it actually picks it up like a, you know, you ever see the junkyard, you know, where they're smashing, uh, uh, you know, old cars and it turning them into, you know, heaps of metal. You know, you got this big crane that's got an electric magnet to it. Yes. Just picks up a car and, and wheels it into, a, you know, into a box car or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what water does to minerals. That's what water does to nanobites. That's what water does to anything that's negative in the body. Anything, including all the inoculations. It'll get rid of all the junk that a person actually had right from birth. And, uh, and that water, when, it, when, you, you know, like when you bring it down to its, its, you know, its component of atoms, it works as a magnet. And, and so this pure water going through your body is literally picking up all kinds of junk on the river, like a magnet, like this junkyard, like this crane in a junkyard that picks up cars uh, with a magnet uh, at the end of the at the end of the arm of the uh, crane. So, and that's what water does. A lot of people don't know that, you see. So then, uh, but you got to drink a minimum of uh, four quarts, uh, one gallon a day. Uh, you can drink more if you want, but you can't drink less. If you drink less, it doesn't work. Okay? It, it, you, won't, you won't detox. You, it, it can't work. Uh, for some reason or other, uh, people that have tried it and drink uh, half a gallon of, uh, of uh, distilled water, they're still drinking pure water, but it's not enough oxygen and the hydrogen in there to go through the whole body and, and clean it out. Mm-hmm. The, the the good thing about drinking distilled water is that uh, at least you're not drinking the 350 chemicals you do in tap water. Yeah. And uh, distilled water is actually pretty cheap. It's about a, around a dollar, dollar and a quarter per gallon. That's where you go to buy it. Well, Sam, we talked a little bit about this on the, in, on the private, you know, like um, uh, Ren and I get our water from um, a spring here, 
and uh, which comes, you know, out, out, of, out of the earth from the rocks and stuff, and it's quite a common spring. Now, I, I actually, uh, just out of curiosity, I, I took it down to the public health unit just to have it tested just, just out of curiosity, and they don't test for much anyway. They just basically test for E. coli. But I mean, our water here is—it's—it's it's got iron in it, and I think it may have sulfur. It's got tannings, decomposing matter. It's brown, you know, rust, rusty-looking. And uh, I took it down and had it tested, and they said, "Well, it ha- had no E. coli. You can drink it, but you should see it. It's—it's—it looks worse than pee." Um, it, it's terrible, and it, and it stinks, and it tastes terrible. And they say, oh, yeah, you can drink it. <laughs> so uh, what I was wondering was this spring water that we're gathering from the spring, uh, I wonder how I could tell whether that's as good as, it's probably not as good as distilled, because it would be picking up metals from under the ground, right? Yeah, well, if you ask them to test it, and uh, it's a very simple test. It's just—it's like a thermometer, you know, that uh, that you use for children, you know. Yes. And uh, but uh, it's uh, it's a thermometer that uh, that uh, you can buy them in some stores. They're only around ten bucks. So uh, if you bring uh, the water from the from the spring to the uh, the city there. Waterworks. Uh, you ask them for how many parts per million of uh, you know of items uh, of minerals are in the water. Okay, how many parts per million? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm pretty sure because uh, you know just in general, if it's like a normal spring, usually they're around 150, maybe 250. You know, somewhere in between there, 150 to 250 parts per million. Because uh, you know the water that you buy in the in the gas stations. You know, when you're thirsty, the kids buy when they go to school. Well, those waters they say they're spring, but they're not spring. They they're actually tap water, and they have parts per million of about uh, 150 to 250. So I'm assuming that this, the water that you got, uh, you know, that's near your home is pretty close to that type of water. So 150 to 200 parts per million is what, you, what you're looking for to have a, a decent water. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, you know, it's only minerals. Uh, but, you, you know, the, the what you're what you're gaining is your uh, not not. Like naturally, you're not in the city, but if you were in the city, you 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 would still you, it would be like about four, five, six hundred parts per million, and uh, but it would be like three hundred and fifty different chemicals that could kill you. Yeah. Where in the spring water, there's no chemicals, just minerals. Mm-hmm. And of course, your body gets rid of most of the minerals, anyways. You know. But it's not the minerals that you're thinking of that make you healthy. No, no. People think that the minerals in water is the same minerals that you read in the health books, where you're supposed to have magnesium in your body, minerals of magnesium, iron, and all that. No, no. It's not. It's not that type of minerals. Those type of minerals you only get from fruits. 
and from vegetables. Okay? You don't yeah. get them from sand. You don't get them from rocks. Doesn't matter how small they are, they're still rocks. You call them, you know, people call them minerals. Well, you call them minerals because they they are like iron, magnesium, whatever it is in the, in the but they're still rocks. The only time they can, can become true uh, minerals that your body can use for healthy living is when they go up the tree from the roots of the tree and they turn and they make you know whatever they make whatever whatever you eat. Yeah, like yeah. carrots or tomatoes or. Yeah, plants are the only uh, species that can turn dirt and rocks into uh, liquid uh, minerals, liquid minerals. Right, okay, that makes sense. An apple, like an apple's got all kinds of minerals in it, you know, but it came from from the ground, came from the, you know, from the dirt. Absorbed through the water system. Yeah. Sam? Yeah. Sam? How you doing, yeah. Billy? Yeah, Billy, how you doing, buddy? Good, how are you? Ah, terrific. Hi, Sonia. Hello, Bill. Nice to hear your voice, sweetheart. Yeah, you got something you want to share with us? Go ahead. I did. I like what Sam was talking about, the uh, water. One thing I wanted to point out is the alkaline of the water. Um, You know, whether we're 70% water or 98% water, it's kind of irrelevant. The pH level that we're trying to keep our bodies at is above 7.2. So when you're doing these detoxes with the distilled water, you can get a pH meter, which is what Sam was talking about. Some of them will give you the parts per million. Some of them will give you just the pH. But you want to make sure that the alkalinity of the water is above 7.2, 7.4 is where we want to be. If you're below that, and you can check it by just pissing in a cup and sticking the pH meter in there. If you're below that, and your water is not at a high alkalinity, you can add baking soda. Oh. So, yeah, so I used to uh, grow flowers, and sometimes I wouldn't have a, my pH proper. And if I needed to raise the pH, I would just add a little baking soda. So you've heard, like, baking soda kills cancer? Yes. Well, there's some truth to that. Yeah. And the reason is because it will alkaline your body to a higher pH. Now, once we've had this conversation, but once your body is pH at about 7.2, cancer can no longer spread. Mm-hmm. So if somebody finds out that they get cancer, doing what Sam's talking about, which is like a straight flush, eating healthy greens and drinking high alkaline waters will generally stop it in its tracks. So I just wanted to point that out. I like what you're talking about, Sam. Um, I've heard of all kinds of detoxes, but you're right. The best one is just clean drinking water, organic. Uh, stay away from the fruits if you have cancer, but organic greens. And uh, Yeah, well, you have to remember water in its purest form is uh, straight uh, oxygen and, uh, and hydrogen. That's all it is. It's oxygen and hydrogen. You're you're eating oxygen and hydrogen, and uh, but when you look at it, it's all liquid. And, you know, we call it water. But uh, well, here's something I wanted to point out, though. So, you know, when people take showers, where water that's coming from the tap, 
even though we're not drinking it, our body is absorbing. Okay? So you could be drinking all the healthy water you want, but if you're taking three or four hot showers a day and you're sitting in there for 20 minutes, you're probably getting more tap water than you are good water. If you're really health conscious and you have a couple extra bucks, uh, you got to change your all the water in the house, really. Yeah, it's nice to put at least onto like to the sink. You can get a, a unit for 140 bucks, and it'll basically filter all the water out, all the minerals out, everything you're talking about, and bring it back to a zero ppm level. And then if you wanted. I've heard of people taking the uh, the pink salt, the sea salt, and you Himalayan. let that set. Yeah, Himalayan. Himalayan sea salt, and you let that set in there for about 24 hours, and then you just take a teaspoon of that and you put it into this water that you're uh, that you just you know took the pH back to zero, and then the, the good minerals from the sea salts will go back into the water. Those are the healthy minerals that he's talking about. So I just wanted yeah. to put that in there because I had done a lot of research on water when I was uh, dealing with other things. But uh, uh, what kind of water do you drink, uh, Billy? I drink spring water. So my thing was fluoride. So I started looking into waters as to what what water on the market still has fluoride in it? Meaning when I buy a bottle of water, I expect there would be no fucking fluoride in it, but sometimes you'd be shocked to find out that there still is. So oh, yeah, no, they, all, they all have fluoride in them, or just about, uh, I'd say 90%. Well, no, that's not true. There are some out there that don't. One of the best was sparklets. Sparklets distilled spring water, I guess, was the... The best one I could find, the second one would be Arrowhead. And then after that, I pretty much just said, you know, this is all my family's drinking are these two. Now, I could be wrong. There could be a better one. But the research that I did was I found that the level of fluoride was such a minute level, it wasn't anything that people were tripping on, if any, if there was any fluoride. So my thing was the fluoride. And then I also checked the pH of it, and it was over 7 so I was like, okay, this is a good water for my family. So that's what we drink. I drink Arrowhead or uh, whatever the other one talking about. Yeah, that's good. Uh, but, no, that's spring water, isn't it? Well, yes. And so yeah. those are the, the minerals you, uh, you're talking about coming out of the eyeballs. But uh, can, you, uh, can you buy uh, distilled water? Uh, is it handy in your neighborhood? Oh, absolutely. You got, well, I live out here in Los Angeles. You could go to a place and they have different types of water. <laughs> and they have different types of alkalinity. You can you can get it at a 6, you can get it at a 9, you can get it at a 12, you can get it at a 14. And they, they'll distill it. They'll do any process you want to the water. There's like water bars out there. But if you don't have a whole bunch of money, the best way is just you know, try and get you something for your faucet, especially if it's what Sonya's talking about, where it looks like tea. I mean, I wouldn't even want to shower. In so you're so you're buying you're buying distilled water like in gallon containers. I mean, I'm sorry, you're oh, buying mineral water. I'll tell you what I just bought. Here it is. It's Arrowhead Mountain Spring Water. 
Yeah, but how much? Well, a five-gallon container? How do you buy it? No, I buy it in the packaged bottles. I have kids, so they don't want to pour it into a glass. They just want to open a bottle and drink it. So I just buy it in the pre-packaged bottles in the plastic bottle, which is horrible. But Yeah, okay. Well, I guess it's pretty good. Doing what I can here. So Yeah. But you can buy, uh, you can buy, like what I got is uh, the five gallon, you know, plastic uh, bottle of distilled water you buy in the grocery store. And then I got a pump. I got a special pump. And uh, just, you know, just push down on your hand at the top of the pump and, uh, and, and then you get as much water as you want for drinking, you know. And it's all distilled. It's all like the whole five gallons is all distilled. <clears throat> so when you so when have you keep... checked it with a PPM meter? Yeah. Uh, well, distilled water. Okay, all distilled water on the planet. Okay, is all the same. You see, and all distilled water is uh, is actually acidic. It doesn't have a seven point two. It's not supposed to have a seven point two. It's, uh, I think it's got like a seven, a seven, uh, well, let's say seven zero zero. Okay. Okay. Uh, now the re there's a reason for it is that because the, uh, when you put it in your body, it transposes it to a 7.256, exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, your body changes it, it's still water. Uh, to a 7.256, and uh, even though you buy it uh, at seven seven point zero, um, so uh, because if you bought uh, distilled water, doesn't come uh, any higher so than distilled water is the process of just heating up, boiling the water. Is that right? That's all it is. Okay, so you boil the water, and you're telling me if you boil the water, you're going to boil off all the bad minerals and leave the good minerals, or you boil everything off? Apparently, if you boil if you boil the water and you just boil it and then you drink it, it actually increases the fluid. There is, there is no minerals in water. Okay, forget about thinking there's minerals in water. It's only a fallacy in somebody's mind. Uh, there is no minerals in water. There's only stones, real rocks, and they're so small. You and they're, and, they're, and and each each rock is a different mineral, but it's not the type of mineral that your body can absorb and use to generate good health. It's the mineral that your body has to uh, get rid of through your eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah, I know for a fact drinking too much water can kill you. There's a woman, I think, pretty much in America. Google it. It was a pee for a win, win a wee for a pee, or something like that. A wee for a wee. And um, and if you drank all this water, the most person who drank the most water won a wee. And this woman drank the most water and she died. Like waterboarding yourself. That's not. Well, we're not. We're not. We're not talking about dying. You know, we're talking to actually live an extra twenty-five years if you drink distilled water. 
All right. Well, you know, there's a lot of things that, um, you know, a um, friend of mine did a research into this and he said, you can drink all the water that you like. Usually your 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 cells are that used to being um, dehydrated. It's um, It takes a lot to get them rehydrated again. But, but if you do um, have um, lecithin tablets, the lecithin will actually help increase your uh, your cells' absorption to absorb the water once they've been dehydrated. So after two weeks of taking lecithin tablets, your body will be able to absorb that water a lot more better. Right, so distilled water, I just looked it up, it's the process of boiling the water and then draining the steam into a clean container. So it's really, you're just boiling off the impurity of whatever's in there. And my question That's right. is... Yeah, you you boil off all the impurities in the water and... Uh, and uh, and if you and if you if you buy if you ever buy one of those uh, uh, those distilling machines that you can buy for a hundred two or three hundred dollars, depending on what size you need for a family, uh, you a person will notice that uh, these distilling machines, after you use them for about thirty days, you have to clean them out because usually they're uh, a stainless steel bottom. And uh, because the water, when it drips, it drips into a stainless steel container in order to drink, you know. And uh, but then the water is refiltered out again into a, a different. It's kind of like two little sections there uh, in a distilling machine. And uh, so the uh, all the bad parts, uh, like all the minerals that were in the water, uh, you have to clean them out. Every uh, you know every thirty days, and that's the stuff that comes out of your eyeballs. Can I ask a question, Billy? Before while well, I've got a, a moment here that I can. Uh, guest six was asking with the, the type of unit that you were talking about putting on your um, on your tap. Does it uh, filter um, fluoride? Other yes, types? you know. No, it did not. This was this did not filter out fluoride. There's another machine out there, and that was my thing. So the one I'm speaking of that does filter out fluoride, it's about 150 bucks, 160 bucks. So when I I was growing some flowers, and I was using RO water. Okay, I wasn't caring about the fluoride because I wasn't drinking it. This is for my flowers. But what I did want to do is take the water back to a zero, and then I would add the potash and all the uh, minerals, let's say, that the flower needs. Mm -hmm. So the good thing about having RO water is it takes it back to a zero on the PPM level, which means it distills everything out, but it does not do the fluoride. But there is a machine out there that does do it. Oh. You just got to look. It's it's basically the same thing, but it's really just for fluoride. And I think it does take out the impurities as well. It's been a long time, like a couple of years since I've looked into it. But I haven't needed one. But uh, I think the big thing is, well, for me, it was the big thing was the fluoride. 
So you just have to Google where to find these filters that filter fluoride, eh? Yeah, just Google it. And I looked around, and I kept finding all kinds of other things that I didn't want. But eventually, I came across one that says, yes, it filters out fluoride 100%. That's the one you want to throw into your sink. And then you could just get free water right there. And then if you wanted to do the distilling process, like Sam's talking about, you could take that tap water, fluoride free, and run it through the distiller, and then you'd have... And the third process, I guess, would be <laughs> let it soak in the uh, Himalayan salt or, you know, some of it, and then you just add a little bit. I tried it kind of weird, a little salty, but uh supposed to be really good for you. That's the yeah. fallacy is that salt's bad for you. Table salt is bad for you. Yes. Standard table salt that everybody used to use is really bad for you. They say it's cancerous. But sea salt is not too bad. It's supposed to be good for you. Yeah, I use Himalayan salt. Yeah. I, I never use salt, and I figure I need salt. And, and I don't, I try to eat healthy, so um, I I don't eat all this crap that has the other salt in it. So I figured, well, I need salt. So I went out and bought Himalayan salt, and I use it. Even though I don't like the taste of salt, I've never been raised to use salt, only in cooking but I force myself to to eat it because I'm not getting salt, and we we do need salt. Even the Bible, you know, even in the Bible it talks about the salt, um, you know, salt of the earth, salt as a preservative, you know, and we're obviously we contain salt, we sweat salt. So, um, but I mean, Sam I, was I, talking about the detox uh, with the water, and so the research I did on detox was if you were to take two sea salt baths a week and then there was two other baths I can't remember offhand but uh, it's basically two two sea salt baths 20 minute bath and you just let that Himalayan salt soak into your body and they say that's one of the best detoxes for your body oh, sure. I don't know why huh well um, sea salt will absorb just like um, when you're soaking your feet in uh, Epsom salts it absorbs yeah, I think toxins. it removes toxins, exactly. So that's the idea is to sit in the bath for 20 minutes twice a week. And then there was some other stuff as well. I mean, if I was actually trying to detox, I'd start looking into it again. But it's, you know, you do research on how to detox the body, how to get fluoride out of the body. And uh, I don't know. They say that's what makes most people docile and not want to fight. I want people to get fluoride out of their body so they not fight, but at least stand up for themselves, you know, have that will. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody really needs to fight. Well, we we just have to educate ourselves, right? Because we can't depend on anyone else to to tell us, and, and no one knows exactly what's good for you or I, and so we have to research our own bodies and and uh, research uh, what's good for our bodies. Um, I thought it was an interesting subject. I haven't researched this, but um, I've heard that uh, a lot depends on your blood type, too, what you should or shouldn't be eating. And I've never researched that yet on on my blood type. But, you know, it's a lifelong uh, research, isn't it, to to take care of ourselves and a lot of it's by trial and error. We might eat or drink something and we think, okay, that didn't go over very well. <laughs> you hey, you're not, uh, you're not RH negative blood. Are you by any chance on you? 
No, I'm all positive. Oh, positive, yeah. How about you, Billy? Are you RH negative? <laughs> this is embarrassing, but I have no idea what my blood type is. Well, I don't know what mine is either, but uh, but RH negative blood, a very small percentage of the population on the, on the planet have RH negative blood. And, uh, and I'm still trying to figure, I, I'm doing a study on it. And I've been doing a study on it for about uh, 15 years. RH negative blood. And um, uh, RH negative blood, uh, is, uh, it, it's, it's unheard of uh, in, uh, in the different countries. Uh, like hardly anybody in the whole country, like China, for instance. Um, there's only a handful out of a billion people. It might be maybe, you know, couple thousand uh, people have RH negative blood, uh, very, very few. It's one of the most fewest uh, anywhere on the planet. Uh, in the United States, uh, there's, uh, there's a very high, in comparison to China, uh, has a very high RH negative blood. Um, like the amount of people might be uh, less than... Uh, I don't know, less than uh, point, uh, point, you know, two five, point zero two five, or zero point two five, I should say, you know, of the population have uh, Rh negative blood. Um, the um, uh, the states have got lots. Of, uh, there's a there's, there's about the equivalent amount of Rh negative blood in Europe. Um, but in Africa, uh, there is, uh, again, I'll say it's zero. There's only a few thousand people. There's no RH negative blood in Africa. There's no RH negative blood in China. And uh, very little uh, RH negative blood in uh, South America, except for one or two little regions. But most of it is in the United States and in Europe. Now, just for your information, RH negative blood does not exist on planet Earth. <laughs> it doesn't exist. You see, human beings, as we all know, we're mammals. Is that correct, Sonia? Well, I believe I've been told I was an animal. Yeah, we're all mammals. <laughs> what of them? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I'm joking. You know, so, yeah, yeah, we're all animals. So that means, uh, you know, a whale... A whale is a mammal, a dolphin yeah. is a mammal, yeah. monkeys, uh, elephants, and so on. So uh, we're all together, uh, we're all mammals. We all come from from the mammalian uh, DNA of, uh, of the universe. Okay, now guess what? You want to hear something that's really crazy? Let her rip them. When you, when you take all the mammals on the planet Earth... That includes monkeys and horses and cats and, you know, whales and humans. Okay, nobody has RH negative blood. Well, how come they, how come they say some men or women have RH negative? Well, they have, uh, and it's only uh, some humans or a few hundred thousand humans in the States and uh, a few hundred thousand in, in Europe. 
Uh, and then, of course, there's just a couple thousand in China and maybe a few hundred in Africa. Uh, but uh, Rh negative blood is not native to the planet Earth. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, okay. So it's it's been created through defects somehow. Uh, no. No, that at all. Um, Rh negative blood is is nowhere in the mammalian uh, world of Earth in any other type of species of mammalians. You you never see a whale or a dog or a cat that has Rh negative blood. They're all positive. Oh yeah. Humans have all positive blood, no negatives. Okay. Now, but there are some humans that have Rh negative blood, and it's it's not it's not part of this world. It's not part of the earth. <clears throat> so, what do you think? How do you think we, we this became? <clears throat> I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> um, oh. I'm trying to. I've been working on it. Just whenever I see some news on it, I uh, I put it uh, put more and more facts together. It's like the hmm. it's like a jigsaw puzzle at the moment. Right, right. Uh, yeah. So there's some people that actually probably will know, and uh, I'm trying to get to that level where I know where these people came from. Now, people that have Rh negative blood do not act like humans. Do you, you don't realize, Sam. My daughter's on here, and she's 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 telling me she's Rh negative. I was wondering what was wrong with her. Sometimes. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> Is she positive that she knows that it's Rh negative blood? Well, she's a mother, so they usually that mothers usually know their blood types because they get tested. You know, just because they they okay. don't want. Well, you see. Okay. Now, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, if an RH, uh, let me see how it works here. Now, if an RH negative blood woman marries a RH positive husband, guess what? They have to get some sort of a needle in. You'll have, have a battery. <laughs> no, no, you, you have a battery. <laughs> Good one, man, really. No, no, they, it's impossible for them to have children. Well. They, don't they have to have some sort of a needle so that it, it doesn't affect the baby or something? Well, hang on, hang on. You're one step ahead of me, okay? But on a na- I'm talking on a natural basis now, okay? Oh, okay, a natural basis, okay. On a natural basis, uh, an Rh negative woman, blood, a female has Rh negative blood, uh, you know, and she's and she's an oddity. She'd be an oddity because it's a very small portion of of uh, humans um, have this, and uh, but the most of them are in, in North America, Canada, and the states, and uh, and in Europe, are the where the where uh, where the most of them are. But they're very very, as far as the population goes, they're like uh, like I said, it's point uh, uh, it's zero point uh, I don't know two five maybe, very very few people. Mm-hmm. Have right. negative blood, mm-hmm. it, uh, and they can't trace it to anywhere on the planet where they got it. I got some theories on it. Maybe I'll explain them to you in a minute. They're way they're part of science fiction, but uh, Holy Grail. Uh, 
So, but anyways, uh, just some factors, you know, you have to understand RH negative blood, people that have RH negative blood act totally, you know how black people, they act different from, from white people, right? Right? Yeah. They, oh, yeah. they act different. They have more, uh, you know, rhythm to their soul and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, RH negative uh, people uh, have that blood. They are, they're, they're very dominant people. They're, they're usually smarter than the average human. Um, they're usually, uh, um, they don't get sick as much as the uh, average human. Uh, they usually uh, strive for uh, uh, high positions. They're usually like in the top 1% of all the companies of the world right now as we speak. Uh, they're very controlling and uh, they're very uh, uh, they're, they're stubborn, you know. Anyways, it's, um, they, uh, they seem to uh, uh, have that ability to be just a little bit smarter than the average human being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's RH negative blood human beings. So now the question is, uh, uh, where, where the heck they come from? Now, uh, if, if your daughter has RH negative blood, that means I'm just, uh, from my studies, uh, now, you don't have uh, RH negative blood, right, Sonia? No, all positive. Okay, so that meant um, that Janine's father must have had RH negative blood. I don't know. Yeah, had to. It's impossible for her not to have it. She has to get it from either, uh, the, uh, it's either the mother or the father. I forgot exactly how that went. Hmm. Um so uh, I mean that's I'm not 100 percent, but uh, now I'll give you a, a, an instance. I, I have a relative uh, who uh, who married who who had a woman who had uh, Rh negative blood, just like uh, Janine, and she married a, a person, a man that had Rh positive blood. And for about three years into their marriage, she kept getting, uh, what do you call, you know, um, she couldn't get pregnant. So they couldn't figure out why she couldn't get pregnant. She kept getting, she kept getting pregnant and then it would only last for about uh, a month and a half and then she would lose the fetus. And that happened like three times in a row. And then the doctor decided, hey, let's check your blood and check the husband's blood. And then, boy, it opened up a whole new world for the doctor because he said, holy crappers, I should have tested, I should have checked you out a long time ago. He said, you got RH negative blood. Your husband's got RH positive blood. You have to take this medicine that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's a, what they call an immune suppressor. It's not medicine. Well, I guess you can call it medicine. Um, it's an immune suppressor. So uh, she has to take this. So she has to bring her immune system down to a very, very, very low level to the point where, you know, she can get sick quite easily, you know, if it's in the middle of winter or something, you know. 
have to. They, she, they, the doctor has to knock out her immune system, and, and it's done by these special pills. Mm-hmm. Then she got pregnant again. But this time, uh, now what happens is Rh negative blood, it attacks anything in the body. It's people that have Rh negative blood uh, will kill anything that comes into the body that they that it, it, it's it, you know that it's not Rh negative blood because their body is Rh negative blood. So all of a sudden they got a fetus. This fetus is growing in the uterus. And uh, and it's and it's and it's it's like a cancer. The 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 blood, the immune system in in the Rh negative blood human being thinks it's a cancer. Okay. So and it goes and gets its immune system and it kills it. And that's why the the woman has uh, these uh, three uh, three miscarriages. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> So she had three miscarriages. So once the doctor found out, she brought her immune system down to uh, zero so that the fetus can grow. I think uh, it had to grow to about maybe two months. I think something like that, or six weeks. Uh, In other words, once the fetus grows to a certain size, uh, it doesn't matter how powerful the immune system is, it can't kill it anymore. It can't kill the fetus. Because it's too big, too strong, mm-hmm. and then the baby can, uh, then the baby will survive, and uh, and then the, the mother doesn't have to take the uh, immune pills anymore. So, and that's exactly what happened to this uh, relative of mine. Uh, she started taking these uh, immune pills, and the and the fetus grew uh, to a certain size, uh, to where uh, the immune system. The Rh negative blood immune system won't destroy it, and then she has. So she had two uh, two children. Once she knew how to do it. Mm-hmm. After that, but prior to that, it'd be impossible. That's why a lot of uh, priests over the years in the Catholic Church, they always say before they marry anybody, uh, they have to uh, they they should get their blood tested to see whether their blood is compatible. But they uh, they don't know anything about Rh negative blood. All they know is that some men and some women, uh, when they get married, they can't have any children. So, But the Catholic Church, uh, the priests, know that uh, they should go and get their blood tested. Everybody should get their blood tested. Okay, but anyways, uh, back in the old days, uh, people got married and they never had children because of that. If one, of the, if one, uh, if the mother, I should say, really, uh, if the mother had Rh negative blood, she could never carry a fetus more than you know, two or three weeks. So, anyways, uh, now the question I got for you then. If uh, your daughter has Rh negative blood, then uh, she didn't get it. She didn't get it from you, okay? Because if you if you had uh, wait a minute, yeah, see if you had Rh negative blood and you and the father had Rh negative blood, uh, then the, the fetus would survive. That's not a problem. Two Rh negative people. Uh, blood, uh, the, the fetus will grow normal. Uh, it only attacks 
RH positive blood that thinks it's a tumor and it, and it kills it. If they think it's some kind of an animal or killing. Yeah, yeah, that's they'll kill the fetus. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really interesting, Sam. So RH negative, uh, um, they have a very strong immune system, obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah, they uh, they're they're superior in many ways uh, to the the normal. Uh, uh, I don't know, like the, you know, we're all humans on the planet, right? We're all humans on the planet. Uh, we're all mammalian. Let's put it that way. Okay, but an Rh negative uh, person, uh, you know, doesn't have uh, mammalian blood. It has. Foreign blood. <laughs> Where it came from, God knows. I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm, you know, like I don't think it came from this planet because there's nothing on this planet Earth. Okay, there, Rh negative blood is it's mammalian blood. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, Rh Rh positive blood is. It's mammalian blood. It goes right through all the different mammalian creatures on this planet. Okay. No, no other cute creature has Rh negative blood, only humans. So I'm trying to figure out where in the world did this Rh negative blood come from? Well, you gotta re- you got to remember, too, you know... Um Men and women were created, you know, even though we're mammals, we were created quite a bit different than than animals, you know, in, in so many ways, you know. So it's, to me it makes sense that if there's a, another type of blood within within the within men and women in comparison to animals, that that to me that makes sense because like uh, animals, there's a lot of things animals. Are, you know, are just not the same as as man and woman. You know, reasoning powers. You know, um, whatever. Uh, we're superior, obviously. So that doesn't surprise me that animals, uh, like like an insect, you know, is well. That's not a mammal. Anyway, so that no, it's just that that doesn't surprise me that we we would have a different type of blood. But how how it come about is is you know, maybe beyond our comprehension because... 20, um, yeah. yeah, there's about 26 different types of bloods. And I think there's 26. And, you know, like there's RH, I mean, there's, uh, you know, O O one. Uh, I can't think of it right now. I did some study on it a few years ago. Uh, you know, the all different types of, uh, of uh, blood that the humans have, you know. But they're all positive. Okay, there is no negatives. Okay, but Rh negative blood is negative, not human. It's not the normal mammalian blood that all mammalians have on this planet. And like I said, there you know there's 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 four major races on this planet: Chinese. Uh, Rh negative blood is just about impossible to find there. Mm-hmm. In Africa, black people, it's almost impossible to find Rh negative blood there too. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, it seems to be prevalent on the white people. Uh, you know where where most of it is. 
And uh, now the thing is that where in the world that R H where did these you know, it's got to be, I don't know, maybe a couple million altogether, you know, on the planet. Mm-hmm. Not that many, a couple million uh, uh, humans, men and women, that have RH negative blood. Oh, sure, interesting, right? I, I think they can trace it, you know, it's easy to trace. I mean, scientists can trace all this, but they're not giving that information out. You can check it up on the, you go on YouTube and uh you know you don't have to read anything you just listen to some of these commentators mm-hmm. on uh, what they've uh, written like if your daughter is interested in knowing more about uh, her uh, RH negative blood um yeah like there's uh, there's a lot of really good information out well, she's definitely uh, interested. She's been typing up there just like crazy. Well, where'd you get this information? How do you find this out? And I just said, well, you've got to research it, right? So, well, yeah, you, she's definitely interested. So she checking it out. Yeah, you can start real easy on uh, just listening. You know, listening to some uh, YouTube programs on it by some specialists that have uh, made uh, programs on it. Uh, then after you've listened to as many as you want, just go into Google and just uh, Google RH negative blood, you know, uh, and then you'll have all kinds of hits and, and different universities and different doctors and different statistics about the different types of blood and, mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, but RH negative blood, the actual, the, the girl that I work with in real estate, I, I must have psychic abilities, you know, because, uh, uh, I uh, I never met this girl. Uh, she worked for me about four or five years ago, six years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I was interviewing uh, half a dozen uh, real estate agents to see wh- who I would who I would want to hire to work with me. You know, so uh, I, I interviewed uh, you know these girls and uh, I and some guys too. And uh, and I met them at Tim Hortons at one of the local uh, uh, coffee places here in the city. And uh, so this girl came in, and she sat down. I never met her before in my life. I don't know her. And I sat down. And I says, I looked at her, and I says, "You got Rh negative blood, don't you?" And she just about fell off her chair. She just about fell off the chair. No doubt. Uh, there's not too many people on, uh, you know, uh, in North America have Rh negative blood. Yet your daughter has one. But uh, here it is. I don't know this girl from Adam, and I didn't say that to any of the other uh, people I, I interviewed. Uh, this girl, you know, her name was Andrea, and I said, Andrea, I says, you got Rh negative blood. <laughs> her jaw dropped. Her eyeballs just about went flying out of her head. She, I thought she was going to fall down on the floor, you know, because uh, she said, how did you know? I said, I said you're kidding. You do? <laughs> I, don't know what, I, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I had no, no reason in the world for me to, uh, uh, to mention to I've never mentioned it to anyone prior to that. Just no came off the me. top of your head, eh? I don't know. I just for some reason or other, I wow. people, they got. I'm interviewing her for to hire her for a real estate job. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
I know this interviewer about her blood, you know. <laughs> so uh, she just about fell over, and I, uh, I, I just about fell over when she said she was, then she did have it. I go, oh my God! Then, just, and then uh, my brain started going crazy. I go, and here I am. I want to hire someone, and my head's going in a tizzy because, oh my God, I got an Rh negative blood human being in front of me, and I've been studying that for on and off for the last fifteen years. So I asked her some really weird questions, you know. I said, "Who's your mother?" <laughs> and are you sure it's your real mother? <laughs> No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just pulling your leg there. But yeah. I, I, I asked her, I says, uh, you know, I says, you know anything about her? You know, anyway, I just asked her some simple questions, not to startle her or anything. But people that have RH negative blood are are superior in many ways to to RH positive blood human beings. And, and, uh, and when they grow up, and they become adults, they always take positions of management or presidents of all kinds of companies. So a lot of these companies that you see on the stock market and uh, big corporations and so on, um, they're usually run by RH negative uh, blood uh, human beings. Hmm. Very interesting, Sam. Oh, it's it's amazing topic. Uh, I'm still, I still haven't, you know, like, still not, you know, like I'm trying to figure it out. You know, uh, they're hiding it. I know they're hiding it. Uh, you know, the, the scientists that know know. They know what it is, where it yeah, is. Yeah. They're not telling anybody, and uh, so they just throw out little feelers here and there. And, yeah. You know, some people, uh, you know, uh, you know could have their theories and that and and uh, but if you think about it um if they're not uh what's the word uh uh you know when you're they're not they're not of the planet earth okay like the the original person okay uh, that uh, that came to the earth that had r h negative blood was not of the earth, you know, it was not a inhabitant of this planet. Because if, it, if they were, um, then uh, they would have RH positive blood. Well, that's another subject One of the 25 self, varieties, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, the RH negative blood came from... Now, to me, uh, I know that, that there is a science of, uh, of numbers, statistics, that, uh, uh, but I haven't, haven't seen it with uh, RH negative blood because if they check the regions where the uh, RH negative blood is the highest, now, if you Google that information, uh, you can actually find that information you'll see that there's certain little pockets here, little pockets there, have uh, a lot higher RH negative blood. So, you know, just by checking out the population, they can pinpoint to where and how many years ago 
that Rh negative blood was introduced to planet Earth. And for what for what reason? He's just asking a question here, Sam, and I know this is going to lead into another subject, and I'm just about ready to call a night, but Jeannie says, what does he mean not from this earth? And I was just going to put, Sam doesn't believe in God. He believes we are from another planet. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I believe in God. Uh, no, 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 that's, that's not true. Uh, what you said is absolutely not true. I believe in God. But uh, the God that you believe in and the God that I believe in are two different people. That's all. And uh, that's number one. Number two, um, you know, there's 200 200 million stars in our galaxy. That's just our galaxy. And there's uh, about a billion, 100 billion galaxies you know that we can that we can count. Yeah, okay, scientists can count, uh, but uh, and they word it like that <clears throat> because you see, twenty years ago they could only count a smaller amount of galaxies because the equipment that they had the you know the uh, what do you call the uh, you know the spy what do you call binoculars the <laughs> what do you call those things. You know, those telescopes. Uh, telescopes, telescopes, okay, weren't as powerful 20 years ago as they were now, and they weren't, they were less powerful 40 years ago, and so on, you see. So every time a new a new telescope was made, they find that the world is bigger than they thought it was. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, uh, what I'm getting at is that uh, just in, uh, never mind the whole universe, just our little tiny Pinky little galaxy, okay? And our sun is only uh, one of uh, around 200 million suns, okay? And uh, so um, it's pretty logical to to think that there's got to be millions, millions of humans in in other planets all uh, all over our galaxy. Well, this is the thing, Sam, you know, there's, we, we can speculate and believe, you know, that, but, you know, there's there's no way of really knowing, and if we do believe that we have a creator, which which many men, men and women on our earth believe, you know, in, in you know, a God, um, the only information that we have is, is from this Bible, and, you know, I think we have a... How can I put this? For us to speculate and and start thinking that we're we're from another planet, um, without without any any type of proof, just speculation is is um, you know going beyond. Um, it's definitely going beyond the the Bible here, and I know that you and I can get into all sorts of different conversations and things like that about it, but. Um, I don't know. There's, there's, there's no other, there's no other proof anywhere of anything else. And like you say, the heavens is so vast. Like our Bible that we we read says that the heavens are never ending. So the larger telescopes we get, we're going to just keep searching and searching, and there's never going to be an end 
to the universe out there. And yeah, there, who knows what's going on out there? You know, um, will our world, will our, our system last long enough to find out, you know, whether there's other beings out there? You know, we don't know. But in the meantime, you know, we, we've got to really think about what's, you know, what's happening with our Earth here. Here they are trying to try to find another planet for us to live on because they know they're going to destroy this one and, and every every piece of flesh on it, you know, sort of thing. So, um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's wonderful. <laughs> Everything is wonderful. Yeah. It's exciting, yeah. you know. It's kind of well, like we have a block. We're only using... Uh, three to five percent of our, our true intelligence. So, uh, you know, so how can we, how can we see what things are? You, you know what I mean? It's kind of yeah. like uh, you're looking through a straw. And we are. You're looking through a straw. Your eyes are, you know, your eyes are totally bandaged up. And all you have is a straw sticking out of your, your eyeball. Okay, so the only thing you can see is that what's at the other end of that straw, and you can, and it's very limited. I mean, uh, you couldn't see hardly anything unless you move your head this way or that way. You know what I mean? So, and that's what our brain is like. Our brain is like we're we're analyzing everything and looking uh, it's like we're looking at a straw, and, but everyone's got their beliefs. Mm-hmm. You know, they, oh, no, 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 I, I can see through my straw, and I see that, you know, there is a God. And then another guy looks at it, well, I'm looking through my straw, and I don't see any gods, you know. Yet, both people are looking through a straw. They can't see nothing compared to what the whole universe is all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see, and that's where the problem arises, is that the the, uh, the person's ego gets in the way because they've devoted so much time to looking through that little straw that they say, no, no, everything in the whole universe is through that straw. So don't tell me that there's other things on the other side of the straw, because I can't see it. I don't believe it. Because our egos get in the way, you see, and say, no, 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 I'm not that, you know, whatever, because we're only using 3 to 5% of our brain. A lot of people don't sit back and say, well, we're actually born stupid. <laughs> you know, we're born stupid, you know. You know we're only using 3 to 5% of our brain, and, we, and we're coming to all these conclusions. <clears throat> you know, I got a 200 IQ. I don't know whether I got a 2. I say I got a 200 IQ because a lot of the stuff I've seen around the world Okay, and a lot of the things that experts have been talking about around the world, I find that they're all wrong. And these guys are supposed to be geniuses. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, you know what? You know, I, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know I mean, what's going on here. You know, I, so I must be using maybe one or two percent more of my brain power than the average human being. Okay, and now I just put a number on it because I can do that. Yeah. Once you once you're in control of yourself and you know what the heck you're talking about, you can put you can say I can say I got three hundred. Who's going to dispute it? Yeah. 
Yeah, you you can label yourself at whatever you want to label yourself at. Yeah, exactly, because yeah. I have the power to do that. Exactly. Because I studied, okay, uh, all kinds of stuff that no one else has studied. Mm-hmm. But very few people have studied. Let's put it that way, you know. And uh, so, therefore, I'm going, okay, well, you know, I don't have a doctorate. I studied this stuff in the past six years. You know, now it doesn't seem like a long time, but, you know, I, yeah, but, you know, when I was working, I used to work, I'm a, I'm a workaholic, okay, and that's why I was a like top salesman where I worked for this whole region. I was top salesman by a long shot. You know, the average salesman sells 50 houses, I sold 100. So uh, I wasn't even, in the, and that is a lot of money. You know, a, a salesman today that makes, that sells 50 houses uh, makes a half a million dollars a year. It's a lot of money these guys make. These are top salesmen making a half a million dollars in real estate. Okay, so uh, now I use that same amount of time, okay, instead of making money, which I didn't give two shits about, okay, um, and I used it to study the universe. I, I spent eight 16-hour days, six days a week. Six days a week for six years, you know, on and off. And I studied, uh, like I said, I, I can talk about RH negative blood. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I, I, you know, because I have a lot of the other pieces of the puzzle of, the, of, our, of our life, where we came from, where we are, and where we're going, since I have some of those pieces, then I'm going, okay, and uh, i got to come to a, uh, a logical decision of where this Irish negative blood came from. Mm-hmm. Now, I haven't sat down to really give it a, give it a good, a good uh, theory on it. Uh, I, I just got a floating uh, hypothesis, I guess, if you want to use that word, a guess. You know what I mean? I got, I got a guess on it. But I, I don't want to put a guess on it yet because I'm still checking it out. I'm still checking out information. Well, that your daughter's got Rh negative blood. I'm going to interview her. <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh no, she'd love to talk to you more about it, Sam. She really because you've got her uh, very curious, you know, um, because that hit hits home with her. Um, yeah, Sam. Maybe we can we can we can talk more. I re- I really wanted to be done by nine. And like I was saying, a couple of hours, I promised Renna to sit down and watch uh, something on television with him, you know, maybe some survival movies oh. or something like that. So um, I, it's been wonderful, Sam, with all the information that you've got. I, you just overwhelm me with the knowledge that you have and the information that you share with us. Um, and I'm so glad you, <clears throat> I'm so glad you came. Yeah, because um, we... Uh, we don't have many guests left, uh, Jeannie and guest seven, but I, I, uh, you know, really, really did tell Ren that I, I thought I was going to try and, you know, uh, wrap things up about nine o'clock, just go a couple of hours, because, like I said, these, these shows that go on too long, and then everybody gets overwhelmed. You know, I was thinking about our last show on Friday evening, and I thought, you know, by this time of night, you know, I don't know about everybody else, but I'm tired. And I thought, okay, what did I learn from that show? What, what could I remember from that show? And um, when when you were on and you and I were talking, 
And you know what I remembered from that show? The main thing, and almost everything else was almost like a blank that just goes to show how good my brain is, was you were saying, grab some law books, you know, start looking at the other side, getting to know the other side, too, so you know what you're dealing with. That was about the the main thing that I I got out of that that show, but trying to think of everything else we talked about was, you know, kind of almost like I really got a pick to find it. So I figure having these shows too long, too much information, um, you know, is not good for a lot of us because it's just too much information. And, yeah, you, uh, can cut, you can cut them down to uh, three hours and get the meat and potatoes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this one's been about three hours, and we and I've learned some great things, you know, about blood, and you know, to top it all off this evening, uh, what you've talked about with uh, Rh negative and positive and different types of blood and and things. That to me, about our my my show here this evening talking about blood and blood transfusions and vaccines and everything. That's perfect title, yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it it just tops off showing how precious our blood is and how individual our blood is, that, you know, no one's blood is exactly the same. And, uh, you know, in, in my studies and in what I believe, you know, being my God and, and my God is... Um, you know, gave us information through the Bible that just goes to show how how precious um, blood really is, and that we should respect it that way. <clears throat> oh yeah, well, Rh negative blood is super super special because uh, uh, people that have Rh negative blood, um, you know, if they ever uh, get into an accident and they need a a, a blood transfusion, guess what? There's no blood. There's very little Rh negative blood. As a matter of fact, on the radio, uh, wasn't too long ago, about a year ago, they had a special ad going on every few minutes uh, with the blood bank here in Hamilton, uh, advertising that uh, please anyone who has Rh negative blood, please come and donate your blood because we've run really, really low. Because there's not that many people that have. So even that one girl I mentioned to you that uh, I was going to hire, she said that she used to donate blood uh, three or four times a year, okay, mainly because uh, the doctors and the, uh, the, uh, or the, uh, not the doctors, but the the clinics told her that, uh, you know, if you don't donate blood, uh, there's not too many people donating blood. Rh negative blood, and if you need blood for a transfusion, uh, you're going to die if you don't have it. Of course, uh, you know they can use the other alternative, but but uh, you know they can't use Rh. Uh, you see, the other bloods you can mix. There's about twenty, around twenty-five different types of Rh positive blood. You can mix those with other people uh, to a certain degree, you know. Uh, but you cannot mix Rh negative and Rh positive blood. It'll kill the person. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, well, yeah, I can see that. I can understand that with the Rh negative and positive. Yeah. Well, thank, yes, thank you, sweetheart. Thank you so much. My um, pleasure. Yeah. We've had, uh, okay. Yeah, you've got you've got a lot of things going on in the chat board here. I hope you can get on your computer our next show. Oh yeah, so, oh, well, so you can read the chat, 
and um, and and um, answer some questions. And guest seven's really interested in in some certain things spiritually. So, um, guest seven, yeah, please take a look at some of the the shows. I've tried to label them. I didn't get some of my earlier ones labeled, but I have to listen to them over again in order to label them. Like, there's all different subjects on hell, on heaven, on resurrection, on um, oh, all sorts of things. And, um, you know, the thousand-year reign, judgment day, there's all sorts of things. Take a look at them. And, and if any time, um, I'm just going to put up, if you really want to chat sometime, I'm just going to put my... Um, email in here because this is why we have the um, the talk shows it's for sharing information and this is what it's all about and I'm serious about it it's not it's not for me just to make myself look good or anything else I really like to share what I what I uh, the joy and the and the the hope that I I have, and it's 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 inspiring for me to be able to share with others too. So, guest seven, if you ever want to drop a line, um, yeah, I, I'm reading here. You're trying to find your existence, your purpose for, here on the earth. Oh wow, we could have a, you know, a wonderful conversation. And uh, but I am going to call it a night tonight. But um, drop me a line in my email, and um, you know maybe uh, I can give you a call and we can chat on the phone. Love to. We like chatting on phones, don't we, Sam? Hey, all the time. <laughs> okay, guess seven. Drop a line if you can. Um, or if you're in Skype, look me up in Skype. I don't know if you are you in Skype, guess seven? You've dropped me an email. Okay, super. Do that, please. What, Sam, thank you. I, I know you, you could do continue and go on and you could talk for another three hours and but uh i'd have to be able to type as quick as you talk and i can't do that <laughs> well, you know some of the stuff i talk about is way out there but no uh, no no but it's, it's, it's too, you know? no but it's 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 great you know it's it's information you've got everybody curious now about the blood issue and and um you know, you have so many interesting subjects to talk about, Sam, and that's what I—that's why I, I wanted you to come on this call tonight because I, I knew you'd have lots of information for us. And thank, thank you for coming. Thank you. Okay, for, my pleasure. Thank you very much for inviting me, and I'll catch you on the next one. Well, we'll talk to you before that, eh? Yep. Okay. Thanks, Sam, and okay. good night, Jeannie, and good night, guest seven. Thanks, Jeannie, and good night, guest seven. Welcome to the number one show on the universe. Thank you, Sam. You're going to make it. <laughs> You're going to make it for us. Yeah. Go. All right. You guys have a good rest and God bless. And, and I'll be thinking of you all. Okay. Thank you very much. Bye-bye now. Okay. Bye, Sam. Bye, Jean. Bye, guest seven. <laughs>